Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 182 of Thirst and Goal. I'm Fran. Across it for me is Ben wearing his Fire Tomlin shirt. And we are a show <laughs> about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer. You subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com, or search us in any Podcatcher Ben, that is an interesting choice of a T-shirt tonight. Well, it's about time somebody. Well, I mean, I haven't hidden my your thoughts, disdain. My my. Well, I lo- I mean, he's a great human being, amazing mentor, amazing leader. Uh, just not a particularly competent head coach. Uh, and I think finally the time has come that people should at least entertain the possibility that Mike Tomlin might mm-hmm. not walk on water. It's possible. It's possible. That when he gets up there to the ocean, he can't make it split just mm-hmm. so he can walk across. There is a possibility that that's the are, case. Are we, are we talking about like the Red Sea splitting? Or are we talking about walking on water? Both. <laughs> so he's not Jesus or Moses. I think Moses was the Moses part of the Red Sea, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he's not either of those two characters. Uh-huh. Uh, to to uh, people from uh, from the biblical text. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's about time that people start to to question. Uh, you know, know whether or not he has what it takes to hire personnel for a professional football team now that the offense has declined precipitously since Roethlisberger declined in two thousand after two thousand and eighteen, and the defense, which is essentially all that he does on the team from an X's and O's point of view, is dead last against the run over the last. 20 games brought in Brian Flores, who did not help that defense. T.J. Watt is out, obviously, but we do have the most expensive defense in the league at $110 million spent on that defense. So losing T.J. Watt should not send it into a tailspin if you have a competent defensive coordinator and a competent defensive assistant. I don't even know who the defensive coordinator actually is on that team, to be quite honest, because I think Mike Tomlin does 90% of the work on that side of the ball. But the Eagles, 2-0. Super Bowl bound, but Friday, how was your week this week? <laughs> Super Bowl bound after two games. Yeah, I, I wish, Ben. I wish it was that easy. I mean, if the season it is that easy in the NFC. If, if the season ended today, they'd be one of the six two and O teams uh, right now, and they'd be what number one or yeah, they'd be they'd be a, a number one or number two seed in the NFC. But there's still about fifteen games to play, Ben. There's a lot of football to be played, eh, and maybe the Steelers improve. No. Maybe they move on. No. Maybe they move on from Trubisky. I was a big Trubisky fan, uh, but after seeing his play, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to throw a picket in there and see him, <laughs> see what he can do, see what he can do. You know, uh, I, I was I was hoping for the best for Trubisky, but you know what? He's proven me wrong. Yeah, Mike Tomlin showing somehow more patience with Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> than with Mason Rudolph in 2019. So definitely show more patience with the guy you just signed than the guy that came up through your own system. That's the way you send a message to the team. Friday, how was your week this week? Uh, it was a uh, it was a long week. I mean, uh, you know, work today and the day dragged. I mean, it was you know it was Saturday sometimes drag. You know, because I'm waiting to get over here to, for, to do the podcast and uh, I'm always excited to do this. And uh, whenever I'm excited to do something after work, it's like it drags. Yeah, you know, it's like the last day of school. Exactly, exactly. And you know, once once the uh, once the school bell rings, 
you know, I run out of there. Well, not with a backpack or anything like that, but, <laughs> you know, I'm excited to get out and uh, head over here, Ben. And, you know, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit late, but I actually made it on time at my usual time. And how was your week? It was good. It was good. It was it was a long week this week, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was it was gigs were going swimmingly until that Thursday night. <sighs> Uh, disaster Swimmingly. Uh, at the mistake by the lake part two in Cleveland. Uh, so it was uh, the only, at least I had, uh, at least I was able to enjoy uh, the smooth stylings of Al Michaels and his incompetent sidekick, Kirk Herbstreet, who apparently doesn't actually know where people went to college and played football, even though his primary job is to announce college that, football games yeah, on, I think, I think, <laughs> on ESPN. I think Al Michaels and uh, and Chris Collinsworth were a better duo, you know, well, than, I can, than, yeah. than Herb Street. You know, I, I, Collinsworth is annoying, and he's an Eagles hater. That's why I hate him. I don't like the guy because it seems like he hates on the Eagles all the time. Um, you know, his voice is pleasant, but um, some of his commentary Nothing. doesn't make any sense. Usually, but you know, I mean, it, it, him and Al Michaels were actually a good dynamic duo. Romo. I mean, the last couple of seasons, he's kind of been mailing it. I mean, he's, he's, he is mailing it. Yeah. He made his, he's, he's made a ton of money, and he doesn't even care anymore. Yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't done his preparation the way yeah. that Troy Aikman does. But I called it. Yeah, I called it right from that the, he would from just, right, right from the get go. That he would be lazy once yeah. he got his contract, How, and, that, and it seems like that's the case, unfortunately. How was your week, Ben? It was good. It was good. But uh, Herb Street, yeah, you could tell that uh, Al Michaels, not his biggest fan. Yeah. And it comes I through know. on the broadcast. It so seems not like everyone's annoyed. picking up on it, I don't he's think. He's annoyed by him. But I think Al Michaels is not. It, it's pretty clear that he's not a big fan of uh, Kirk Herb Street as a human being or as a person. Uh-huh. Uh, and he says a lot of really dumb shit. And Al Michaels essentially just doesn't respond to it. <laughs> he just sort of moves on and says something else, which is interesting because he used to at least, you know, like Joe Buck and Troy have a, like a little yeah. bit of a band enter back and forth and and um on uh Jim Nance Jim Nance and a little bit of banter back uh-huh. and forth and there just isn't that that banter going back and forth like Al Michaels and Collinsworth had you know I don't know that they you know were you know having each other over for Thanksgiving dinner but they but they were mm-hmm. able to sort of have a little bit of a banter and Al Michaels is just like you know will this guy stop talking so I could say <laughs> say something that makes sense uh, I am. Did you ask me what I was drinking? Not yet. Did you ask me? I didn't. Okay. What are you drinking over there, Frank? Uh, well, Ben, I am continuing to drink the Ethan's Reserve straight bourbon whiskey with a little bit of Coke, a little bit of club soda, and a little bit of that organic lime juice, Ben, and some ice because it is still warm outside right now. What about you? I am drinking this wonderful gift that Franny got me. It's the Nolets or Nolets dry gin. It is a beautiful, beautiful London dry gin, a, pe- a perfect for these warm, warm nights because we had a little bit of a lull. We got some decent weather for about a week after a, after a really bad hot, hot streak. Now we're back to above 100 degrees or near 100 degrees in LA. And this is a really nice, crisp, fresh, dry gin. I'm not sure where. I don't want to say London dry gin because there are some requirements around that. It just says dry gin. I'm not sure where it's from. It is from... The sailor? Uh, probably, but I can't read it. Here, let me see. <laughs> let the man. I can see you struggling. Let the, let the man under forty yeah, figure I, I, out if he can, I can read that. I can see you struggling looking through your uh, the readers that you picked up at like uh, Home Depot, CVS, or wherever they're at. Uh, let's podcast see. Readers. Uh, crafted, crafted. Come on, how many gins are crafted? All of them. They, there's no aging process in gins. That's like let's add a little bit more juniper. Let's just add a little bit more juniper. And uh, it says Holland. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. 
it's 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 large on there. I mean, it's, it's actually pretty obvious that it's, it's a solid got, on there. It's got a little wood in there, little wooden little wooden shoes in uh, there. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little bit of weed. Uh, but yeah, bit. so this is actually a really. I was really looking forward to this. The, the styling of the bottle is super super nice. It's like a deep green. The cap uh, bottle. The cap is is super. It's almost like a cologne cap. You could it's hurt got somebody. the weight to this cap no. here. That's a nice part of the bottle. Is the and cap it's, and it's a screw on cap, which is yeah. actually kind of nice. I mean, uh, you're, you're, it doesn't have that plastic cork cap. Yeah. <laughs> Or that but, faux cork. But your wife called it, though. I mean, uh, she's like, it looks like a stick shift, uh, like the top of a stick shift handle. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, a, it, it's a good, and it's got this yeah, little, I mean, little, you, you little, little seal that. on the side you there. You can see that, like, in a Mercedes. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's actually really nice. And, it's it, like, you know, for, and it, it, it was highly rated, and it was only, like, around 30 bucks. You yeah. know, like, a highly rated gin for 30 bucks. I'm not sure if there are highly rated scotches around thirty dollars. Maybe Glenlivet. Yeah, Glenlivet maybe twelve or maybe the fourteen. I'm not, but those aren't really highly rated. They're just good. But this is like actually like ninety five. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful bottle. It looks like it looks like the type of gin bottle that Giselle will throw out the side of the Range Rover <laughs> at Tom Brady as she's driving away. Uh, Friday. What are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, we have NFL Week One and Week Two breakdown. Let's see if I can remember all those games. That's a lot That's of a games lot of to talk games. about. We also have a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. And we have our Week 3 picks and the betting lines, Ben. And we have our shot of the week. It is a spicy-ish sort of shot. It is a uh, screwdriver shot. And it's got a little bit of sriracha vodka in it. And uh, we've dubbed it the Tomlin Hot Seat. Because every time the Steelers win a game... Ben gets a spicy shot, but <laughs> there's been three weeks of football. They've won one game yeah, exactly. so far, and this spicy shot is for the one game that they won, which looked impressive at the time, but the Bengals maybe are not that good. And uh, we also have our beverage of the week from Canada. Uh, it is a rye whiskey, the Pendleton rye, aged 12 years. Can't wait to try that. We also have our beer of the week it is from Alaskan. It is the Stratosphere IPA, 6% alcohol. It's a limited release. Cannot wait to try that either. And Highly rated. Uh, highly rated. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. Yes, I can't wait. Yeah, for some reason, we, we missed one uh, episode, and somehow the Steelers have played three games. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how that exactly works. I feel like I might be caught in the Matrix. Uh, we missed one week, and the Steelers have three games on the board already. Uh, so we'll... yeah, they should probably space out their games <laughs> a little bit more. Not even play weekly, maybe bi-weekly. Yeah, so they can kind of get, get their shit together. Yeah, exactly. Maybe by 2035, Mike Tomlin will understand how, or, how to hire an offensive staff. But we'll also be off next week, but we'll be back the following week with all of your Week 3 and Week 4 games. Uh, Friday, what's first about the big board? First up, Ben, we have our NFL Week 1 and Week 2 breakdowns. And damn, Ben. I mean, there's been some crazy games in these first two weeks. Yes, insane comebacks. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to pay attention to everything that's going on because there's so many crazy games, and you're switching back between one game between another game. All of a sudden, Miami's tied with the Ravens, even though they were down by like 21 points or whatever the fuck it was. I don't even know, but you know, there's some crazy the Jets things. Jets are getting happened. onside kicks. I mean, the Jets are getting. <laughs> Flacco is one of the the best quarterbacks in the league right now in terms of yardage. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's Mike Tomlin's strategy, essentially. Wait for things to revert to the mean <laughs> and hope you're not too far behind by the time that that comes around. Uh, Franny, first game, 
Not what we expected, or at least not what I expected from this game. The Bills versus Rams, first game of the week. It was the first game of the year. The Bills, I thought, might come out a little flat, but they came out and they dominated the Rams 31-10. to 10. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, we, we both chose the Bills to win this game. Uh, I still remember that. It's been a while now, but you know, we, we both chose the Bills to win this one. I didn't think it was going to be this easy for the Bills to uh, you know, basically steamroll the Rams. I mean, it started slow in the beginning. It was a 10-10. It was 10-10 at the half. And then uh, the Bills just took over, and they just dominated the rest of the game. I mean, Josh Allen is a man possessed. Ben. Yes, I mean that was a it was a really nice game. Uh, the Rams didn't have any answer for the Bills' offense. Bills obviously prepared really well for that game. And when we get to the Week Two game, you'll you'll see that they continued to prepare as they went through their schedule. Uh, but it was a little shocking to see the Rams come out as flat as they did. To see Cooper Cup cough up a ball, mm-hmm. I think either in this game or the next game. Uh, but it was interesting to see the Rams kind of unprepared. Uh, for this particular game, and also doing uh, a silent count in their yeah, own home yeah. stadium. Yeah, they're not the only ones. Chargers doing the same thing. Exactly. Uh, next up, Friday, Eagles at Lions. I think we actually talked about the Bills game. Dude, we might have. We, we might have. have. We might have. Uh, but Eagles, Lions, Friday. Eagles, 38. Lions, 35. You yep. were complaining about the defense. The defense was terrible. What say I mean, you about the Eagles getting your off. first win? And obviously, we'll talk about the yeah, week two the, game the, where yeah. you get another win. But what do you think about this game? You know, I was kind of disappointed. Um, <laughs> Shocker, Eagle fans disappointed. In no, win. I was. I was because Eagles, they were up, disappointed in victory. Up thirty-one. That be a T-shirt, you guys. Make. Disappointed. Thirty-one even in victory. to fourteen. They were up in this game, and they allowed the Lions to just come back. And if there was a little bit more time left, if there was like maybe five or six minutes left in this game, the Lions may have won this game because the defense could not hold them. DeAndre Swift ran all over them, and uh, you know, I was worried about um, our secondary. But after this game, I was kind of worried about our line because of, well, I mean, Swift actually had a few big carries. And so that's, he picked up a bulk of his yardage on those big carries. But, you know, that, that should be the strong point of this defense is stopping the run. So I was more happy the second game than, <laughs> yeah, exactly. than in this game. But, but it was the first game. I mean, it, it was the lot, first game. Hard to take a lot but, away from the first game. But the following game that the Lions played, which we'll also talk about against the Commanders, they did throw up a ton of points. So you know what? The Lions might actually be a good team. Yeah. I mean, I thought they Campbell might be able to put it together a little bit more than he did last year. But I think the Lions might be, uh, considering the Green Bay Packers offense, the complete implosion of what we expected to be the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears being the Chicago Bears. Yep. There is a chance that Detroit might be in play yeah, they could for be. They a could division be. title there, yeah. not because Aaron Rodgers. Their coach, when you see your coach crying in a press conference, that guy's passionate. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes, exactly. He wants to win. Yes, exactly. He's not Mike afraid to tears. Yes, Mike Tomlin crying uh, <laughs> because he, he deeply wants to understand offense. Uh, but I, but I, 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 I was heartened by the game. I, I knew that Jonathan Gannon, you know, unlike Matt Canada, has some potential. Mm-hmm. On it, and we'll get to the second game. He did clean up that defense a little bit in mm-hmm. the second game. Defense had a better outing in the second in the second game. Uh, but I was just happy in his first game with all of it, everything that was going on in that game. It was yeah. a pretty wild game that the <laughs> Eagles were able to come out on top when time expired. Because to your point, I think if that game, you know, if it got to overtime and there yeah. was an overtime period, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah, and A.J. Brown, what a start. Yeah, I mean, you know, ten Howie catches, Roseman. ten catches, one hundred fifty-five yards. I mean, I, you know, before the season started, I said we paid him too much, a hundred million dollars over what was it, three or four years? But uh, you know what? If he continues down this route, that's that's money well spent. Yeah, and he's still young. I mean, he's still, he's still young. He's young. not a Julio Jones or yeah, a, yeah. you no. know, uh, he's almost like a Tyree Kill. Get him right in his prime. Exactly. 
Uh, next up, Friday 49ers at Bears. Mm-hmm. Trey mm-hmm. Lance going down for the season with a fractured ankle. Well, that was, in the, that was in the, uh, the other game. So this is the first game. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he got the, hurt in the second game? It was the next game, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, it was. Yeah. Okay, well, he didn't go down quite yet. Not this game. All right, 19, <laughs> 19 to 10. Uh, Bears beat the 49ers in the opener. Oh, that's, that's right, because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't lose games. So this, yeah, couldn't, no, have been, yeah, exactly. this couldn't have been a start for exactly. Jimmy G. Come on. Uh, so this was Trey if Lance's. If Jimmy G did play, we'd be talking about 49ers win. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to talk some shit about Trey Lance all season long, but we only got the one game out of him. <laughs> he was 13 of 28 for 164 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception in a loss to the Bears. Friday, what say you? Uh, I mean, the weather was not ideal, but then the weather is not ideal for either team. And it's like one play, one team plays in the sun and one team plays in the rain. I mean, they Are both played sure? in, in a downpour. I'm pretty sure. I think that's. I mean, like the They're rain. Year, they, 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 they don't on, on every Chicago, on every Chicago drive, there was no rain. Every 49ers drive, the, <laughs> the clouds moved came. in, and it was raining. It was a thunderstorm, and then the chart, the the Chicago Bears took the field again. Sun. So it, 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 it is pretty fair to say that the Bears had uh, better weather to yeah, play in. And standing now. water on the field is never a good sign. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was actually a pretty disappointing start for the, for the Niners. I mean, this should have been an easy win for the Niners, especially seeing how the Bears played against a Green Bay team who lost, you know, pretty handily against the yeah. Vikings. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the following week, the Vikings do beat the Bears also handily. And, uh, you know, the Niners, they should have won this one. I mean, this is one of those games that, you know, it, it, later on in the season, it could come, you know, it could bite them in the ass. Yeah, but the Bears, uh, second reincarnation of Mitchell Trubisky, Justin Fields, eight for 17, obviously in bad weather, but eight for 17, 121 yards, two touchdowns, one interception in that game. But the Bears did not look good, but they got the win. Justin Fields Neither gets his first no, win yeah. of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, this game. This game, Ben. Next up, this is when I believe the Steelers had some hope, even though uh-huh. I didn't think they had a ton of hope. Whoa, uh, whoa, but, whoa. But the Steelers... 20- whoa, whoa. Before this game, before this game, you were already talking about the Steelers going to the Super Bowl and, you know, Kenny Pickett coming in um, and, you know, I don't know, doing Roethlisberger type things in his rookie season, and what he went—it was the rookie season that he went to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, no, or he went to the championship game. game. Oh, okay, all right, well, close enough. But only because, it, much like Mike Tomlin, it took a, a forcible injury to Tommy Maddox to get Mike Tomlin to—or uh, actually, it was Bill Cowher at the time—to get Bill Cowher to get him in the game. Yeah, but this was a crazy. But game. overtime, Steelers win twenty-three to twenty. Uh, Mr. Bisky, 21 of 38 for 194 yards and one touchdown, the last bright spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. Joe Burrow, 33 of 53 for 338 to count them, two touchdowns and four yep. interceptions and another turnover. Yeah. Steelers win the turnover battle mightily. Five Make a Fitzpatrick turnovers. with a pick six in this game. Goes to overtime. They take it almost yeah, it was, to the it end was of the regulation. overtime only because the Bengals missed the extra point. Missed the extra point at yeah. the end of the game, which I did not expect. <laughs> nope. Uh, but long snapper was hurt. They, they had their substitute long yeah. snapper in there. And then Bengals. Laces get, up. Get the ball. They miss a field goal. Steelers get the ball. They miss a field goal. Yeah. Bengals get the ball. They miss a field goal. And then finally, the Steelers make a field goal and yeah. win the game. Uh, this was essentially a metaphor for the Steelers season. <laughs> If the other team fucks up badly enough, the Steelers may somehow eke out a win. Uh, but this game, I think, you know, all things considered, might have been better for the Steelers to lose this game and then lose the next two, put a little bit more pressure on leadership in Steelerland to get Kenny Pickett in the in the game, not because they think he's going to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but because I think, why are you going to let Kenny Pickett sit there for a full season if he doesn't? perform well next season you have to send him out for a second season just to make sure mm-hmm. he's not the guy you thought he was so now you're three years into this experiment rather than two years into this experiment uh, but at least the Steelers get a win 
It was against the Bengals, Super Bowl uh, losers, but at least, but they were in the Super Bowl last year. So this is a pretty big signature win for the Steelers to open the season. Just like last year against the Bills. Against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And you saw how, uh, well, we did make it to the playoffs. Yeah. We did get wiped clean. Eh, well, we we got roto rooted by, by the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, next up, Patriots and Dolphins. Dolphins 20, Patriots 7. Friday. Yeah, that game, I mean, the Dolphins looked solid. You know, I mean, it wasn't as, as exciting as the second game, but it was just a solid performance all around. Uh, Tua didn't look too bad, and uh, Tyreek Hill did his thing. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones, 21 of 30, 213, one touchdown, one pick, but Tua, the resurgence of Tua Tungavailoa under the tutelage of Mike McDaniel. Uh, or Mike McDaniels, Tua, 23 of 33 for 270 and a touchdown. But look at Tyreek Hill, eight catches for 100 or 94 yards. Uh, Jalen Waddle with a touchdown, another great signing for them. Chase, Esmond, Chase Edmonds with 40 yards through the air and another 25 yards on the ground. Uh, but they definitely improved this team in the offseason. And the mm-hmm. Patriots, at least in the first game of the season before they got lucky to play the Steelers, <laughs> They did not look very good. No. What do didn't. you think the prospects are for this this Patriots team? I mean, they look a little bit shaky. I mean, their personnel doesn't look that great. You know, Mac Jones struggled a little bit. Yeah. You know, Matt Patricia and a community of people. You know, it takes a village to call offensive plays in New England. I mean, it didn't look great. Even even though they got the winner of the Steelers in the next game, still didn't mm-hmm. look that great. You know, with with the with the Patriots, I'm not sure. I mean, the Bills are obviously the cream of the crop in 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 their division. I mean, even the Jets. I mean, they got that that big win against Cleveland in the following week. Um, with you know Joe Flacco looking like a young Joe Flacco. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you know young Joe Flacco looks any different from an old Joe Flacco. He can still sling it. <laughs> he looks like he can still guy. sling it. He can still sling it. Um, and then you, you got the the Dolphins. I mean, it's it's uh, you know the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills actually might all be better than the Patriots this year. I don't actually, I I, I don't have uh, high expectations for this team to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, at least they got Mac Jones. I mean, they're not rolling out there with uh, with the MVP with Mitchell Cam Trubisky. Newton or Tr- Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> uh, but next up, a game I was hoping would go the other way, but mm. but of course I was wrong about. Baker, could have, could have. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. Not too much you can do about you know Baker Baker being Baker. Browns twenty six, Panthers twenty four. Browns get the win in uh, Carolina. I mean Baker Mayfield did not play particularly well in this game. Sixteen to twenty seven for two thirty five and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, but look at Jacoby Brissett, eighteen to thirty four for one forty seven and a touchdown in a sloppy game. But Friday, what say you? Ah, uh, Baker Mayfield. I, we had high Not hopes good. for Not we had good. high hopes for this guy in this one, but uh, you know he started really slow, kind of picked it up towards the end of the game, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, too much Nick Chubb, twenty-two carries for one hundred forty-one yards, but you know I, the, the 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 Panthers got Trubisky'd, the Steelers got Trubisky'd, uh, hoping that a quarterback who's shown you who he is is going to be somehow different in the next game with you guys. Didn't work out. Uh, let's see where oh, I lost. I lost our place. I lost our place. Uh, I think we're a little bit higher up. Go, go scroll up, scroll up. Oh, there we are. Yeah, there you are. Uh, next up Colts at Texans, Franny, a tie. Yeah. Actually, it, Colts at Texans. It, it shouldn't Colts have, scored points in this game. Yeah, no, but it, it, they did. <laughs> they had actual it, they, points in this it game. It happened late because it was 20 to nothing for the Texans. 
And uh, the Colts came back, and Matty Ice uh, played a little bit better in the second half. But, I mean, uh, this was also a very sloppy game. Went to overtime. Neither team could do anything in this one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Texans should have ran away with this one. No yeah. problem. It was 20 to nothing. Lovey Smith going for it when he doesn't need to, yep. taking chances when yep. he doesn't need to, but he really wanted to win. But, hey, I mean, Trubisky, uh, Baker Mayfield, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, you know, a lot of these sort of uh, guys out there that have been sort of kicking around for a little while. Davis Mills, they didn't go out and pick anybody up. They decided to roll with Davis Mills. Davis Mills is actually not – he doesn't look too bad so far this year. Uh, in this game, Matt Ryan – Not that bad, though. Uh, Matt Ryan, typical Matt Ryan game, 32 for 50, 50, 5 0, 352 yards. Count it, one touchdown, subtract it, one interception. Uh, but Davis Mills, efficient. 23 of 37, not a great completion percentage, but 23 of 37, 240, and two touchdowns for two hapless franchises here, Franny. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't I don't think either one of these teams is going anywhere. I do wonder. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked. I'm shocked that the Colts have started as bad as they have, especially, you know, last season, obviously they didn't make the playoffs. You know, Wentz couldn't beat the Jags because um, he was doing his Wentz-type things. But, you know, I mean, the Colts definitely have the talent there to make a push in their division. I mean, the Titans look pretty bad. The Texans are not that good. And the Jags, you just don't know what to expect from the Jags. Yeah, I mean, they had one game, you know, one cold, one hot. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, do, I just wonder what the Colts would look like if they just rolled with Brissett. Or if they just if spent they their money wisely. You know, bring in Rivers. If they spent money in general. Yeah, if they spent if they didn't if they didn't hide money in the in the mattress and in the in behind the drywall. Yeah. Uh, they don't spend a lot of money. They pick up one washed up quarterback in Phillip Rivers and they pick up another washed up quarterback in Matt Ryan. I didn't think Matt Ryan was this washed up. Uh but he doesn't look particularly good this year, but the team, as you said, uh does not look uh particularly well staffed, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Jonathan Taylor, you think would you know, at least give them some opportunity to throw the ball a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan, we'll talk about the next game, but man, the next game was, was ugly, but the Texans, not as bad as we thought. The Colts are <laughs> pretty bad. It looks like actually, uh, but next up Friday, your Washington commanders. Yeah. They're not mine. Your Washington. I'm calling them the football team from now on. I, I can't like this name is so stupid. Yeah. It's like, it's like the guardians one tonight. I think the, the Cleveland guardians in the major league baseball. Was that what they're? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they changed that name, it's too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, just because you change the name doesn't mean it has to be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is yeah. Cleveland famous for guarding something? Mm. Is there, like, a major major fort in Cleveland for the for the, for nah. the, 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 the the Battle of the Midwest that, that I that nah, I don't remember? I don't remember. Early. That wasn't in the history books. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> As the British came across in their ships lobbing cannons all the way over the states into the Midwest. Uh, Jaguars at command, or Jaguars at the football team. Commanders 28, Jaguars 22. You know, I didn't really pay much attention to this game. I mean, yeah, as I should not it's Car Carson Wentz played well. C Carson Wentz did play decent. He didn't throw uh, any stupid interceptions. No, he threw actually, two. No, he threw two, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But, you know, even if you don't four know touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's always got to be, you know, a number in the INT portion of his stats. Um, but I don't think, I'm not sure if there was stupid interceptions because we've seen this guy throw some dumb interceptions. But I, I seriously did not pay any attention to this game because there's no reason to pay attention to these two teams. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's fair to say that if you're if you don't know what happened in the game, it's not a good idea to assume that that Carson Wentz, even though they got the win, didn't throw any interceptions. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was 27 of 41, 313, four touchdowns, two picks. Uh, this might be the year for Trevor Lawrence. 24 of 42, 275, 
one TD and one pick for the fighting Doug Peterson. The generational talent that is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, if anybody can fix it, Doug Peterson can fix it. So we'll mm-hmm. see if he does. But the Commanders open up uh, at this point one and zero. Oh. Friday, what about this game? Oh, I know, man. The Falcons again. The Falcons just cannot keep the lead, <sighs> and they can't make a comeback either. And the next one, yeah, twenty-seven to twenty-six. Falcons lose at home against the Saints. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, the the Saints started this game very bad. Jameis Winston's numbers were. Terrible. Yeah, and he got hurt in the next game, I think. Uh, but he banged up. You know, they picked it up in the end, and I, I believe they won at the end on a field goal. I think that's what it was. I mean, it was, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, now. I mean, they, they came in, in the fourth quarter. They put up seventeen points. Mm-hmm. Were able to overcome a pretty slow start. That, I mean, going in the fourth quarter, they were down like ten to twenty three, I think, or twenty three to ten, give or take. Yeah, something like that. But um, or yeah, twenty three to ten. Uh, but Jameis Winston, twenty three of thirty four for two sixty nine and count. Two touchdowns, but look at Marcus Mariota. 20 of 33 for 215. No touchdowns, no picks. Uh, but Corderell Patterson, apparently, again, the best running back in uh, inexplicably, as Franny would say, in Atlanta, 120 yards on 22 carries with a touchdown. Marcus Mariota, of course, with a TD on the ground. But these uh, the, the Saints are going nowhere fast. Uh, sort of the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons. But that was expected. Yeah. I mean, the Dirty Birds. Then they got to the Super Bowl with I can't remember who the head coach was when they uh, when they shit the bed against the Patriots. It was, was the it Dan, uh, Quinn? Dan Quinn, yeah. Who again? Great defensive coordinator, awesome defensive coordinator in Dallas right now. Doesn't mean you're a head coach. Doesn't mean you're a head coach just because you know how to coach defense. Uh, next up, Ravens twenty four, Jets nine. Again, finally, Friday a game that we that went exactly how we expected it to no, go. No, in terms no, of no, 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 no. Your your no, prediction, no, 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 your no, no, prediction, no. your prediction was the Jets were going to win by like twenty. No, I don't. think That's that was... what you said. No, we took uh, a shot okay. because I, I remember we took a shot because. Oh yeah, you you need a shot for the shit you said about Carson Wentz. No, I don't. I know yeah, we, we're, going, the, we're going through like so part, many that games. That was, that we're was moving, not part of the contract. So that wasn't part of the contract. You're talking shit about the Commanders. They're in your division. I didn't talk shit about them. I just said there's no reason to pay attention. Carson Wentz doing Carson Wentz things, throwing interceptions. I'll talk shit about the Cowboys. When we get to the Cowboys, I'll talk shit about the Cowboys in the first game. Um, but uh, yeah, twenty-four wow. to nine. Refusing a shot. Twenty-four to nine. I'll take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> twenty-four to nine. And I knew that the Ravens were, they started a little slow in this one. I mean, I think the the Jets went I it was like they were I think they were up seven nothing in this one or six whatever it was. They were up early in this game. Yeah, like and ten to the, three or yeah, something. The, like that. the Ravens, you know, they they came back like we expected them to do, but not you. Your prediction was I thought the, the Jets, Jets would, win. would win easily. It was like you said it was gonna be close. Uh, you know. I mean uh, every year I'm rooting for uh, the Jets. I got a roof for the Jets. You got Joe Flacco. He knows the Ravens. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson. He didn't get his contract. You know, a Mike Tomlin wannabe in John Harbaugh doesn't think he has to do anything on offense. His defense could just save the day. And he learned that that's not the case in the next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Jets, you know, start 0-1 here. Lamar Jackson, you know, great game. 17-30, 3 Count them. Three touchdowns in this game. Lamar played really, really well in this game. I mean, it was the Jets, but he did play well. Uh, Flacco, 37 of 50, 59 attempts. attempts for 309 yards. One count it. One touchdown, one pick in the game. Not much on the ground for the poor Jets. Michael Carter, 10 carries for six yards. Uh, but I was really hoping that the Ravens would lose this game. I don't know why I care, since the Steelers have no team, no chance of being better than the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, or the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals sitting at 0-2 are still better than the Steelers. 
All right, all right. Poor little shot for talking a little, a little bit of shit. Well, you know. I mean, it, it, we got the Cowboys coming up. I know. That's going to be another shot right there. That's why I'm pouring a small one here. But next up, Packers at Vikings. This was a shocker, Franny, to open the season. You got the hapless Vikings yeah. with a brand new hapless head coach with a hapless quarterback. Obviously, they've got a decent running game. Obviously, they've got a couple good receivers uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. But the Vikings, no team can do less with more than the Minnesota Vikings. Get a law, they, but they somehow were able to beat the Packers here twenty-three to seven. What say you? Uh, I mean, shocking it, result to me. Uh, it it is, but I mean, the, oh, the Packers, the yeah, it's the shot. So this is the punishment shots. Uh, I just talk shit about see the uh, Washington Commanders, which I usually don't do because it's really not worth it. Um, but uh, that's another shot. We signed a con- <laughs> no, no, no. We signed a contract in blood many years ago. If I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, I take a shot. Ben, if you say anything negative about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, then you take a shot. I don't think you're gonna be talking. You're gonna be talking more shit about the Steelers this season and Mike Tomlin. We should probably add that to the contract. If you say anything negative about Mike Tomlin and you're pointing, you've been pointing at your shirt all 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 night long. Um, we should add that to the contract. If you say anything negative about him. You take a shot, but you you would end up in the emergency room if that was the case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Someone has to say something negative about your it. wife, who is my cousin. If she says anything about a team in her division negatively, uh, uh, in, about the NFC West, then uh, she would take a shot. But she's never on the podcast anymore. So uh, actually, she was a few weeks back, just for like a few minutes while you talked most of the time. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> she Shocker. shows up. She shows up, and she can't even get a word in. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she, she's probably never going to have to take a punishment shot like this. But this is the Ellington Reserve Ginger-flavored whiskey. The reason I purchased it is because I thought it was going to taste like crap, but it's actually not a bad punishment shot. And I might need to pick up more of this stuff because I actually do enjoy drinking it. I do enjoy talking shit about the Cowboys, and I'll have to take another shot in just a moment. But now they got a better quarterback. Cheers. Let's do it. <laughs> actually. Actually, they probably do. Sorry, I blasted right by that because I'm like we got like 48 games to get through. I know, I know, I know. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, 23-7, Green Packers, Vikings. I mean, it didn't really shock me because the Packers did the same thing last season. I forgot what they lost to. They started. I mean, that was a, no. It was like it was against the Saints. They lost a, like 30 to seven in that one. It was it was a really bad loss. But then they turned it around and they went what 12 and five or something or or 13 and four. I can't remember exactly what their. Um, what the record was at the end of the season, but you know they definitely turned things around. I expect the Green Bay Packers to do the same thing this season. While the Vikings, we'll see. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, twenty-two with thirty-four, one ninety-five, no touchdowns, one pick in the game. Jordan Love in mop-up duty, four for five. But on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins' last good game of the year, probably yeah. twenty-three of thirty-two for two seventy-seven and two. Count them, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, ninety yards on twenty carries, not a particularly great day, but Justin Jefferson. The would-be Eagle, nine catches for 184 yards and two touchdowns in this one. Uh, again, as Franny likes to say, and I am tending to agree with him these days, you know, first game doesn't mean much. This game probably didn't mean much. Uh, but it was interesting, and I'm sure it was nice for Eagle, or for uh, Vikings fans to celebrate a win against the Packers. No matter when it comes, it's probably much like our win against the Bengals didn't mean anything. But it was nice to get a win against the Bengals at home, mm-hmm. especially since they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, next up, front of your, maybe three shots in a row, no, your New York Giants, 21, the Titans, 20. Giants get the win in the opener on the 
Uh, I think it was Daniel Jones actually had a pretty good game here. But what do you think about the Giants opening with a big win against the Titans? You know, I was, I was, I stopped paying attention to this game. I forgot this game was even on. Um, but the Titans missed a field goal at the end of the game to win it. But uh, the Giants, they won an ugly one, 21 to 20. And I was actually kind of shocked. I mean, Saquon Barkley had himself a game in his return. He's back. But, uh, you know. It, it, it is it is what it is. I'm not going to talk shit about the Giants because I don't feel like taking a shot right now because we're going to talk about the Cowboys just a little bit. <laughs> but I love this game. Daniel Jones, who I was ready to give up on. Maybe, maybe I was ready to give up on him a little too soon. 17-21 for 188 and two count them. Two touchdowns, one pick in a game, but Saquon Barkley. 18 carries for 164 yards, a 9.1-yard average for the beast. Saquon Barkley. Sterling Shepard with a touchdown. Chris Mayak with a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. But look at the other side of the football. The, the, the former number one seed in the playoffs last year, the, fight, the fighting Vrabels. Tannehill, 20 of 33 for 266 and count them. Two touchdowns, but not much on the ground for Derrick Henry. Only 82 yards on 21 carries, less than 3.9 yards. Dontrell Hillard with two TDs, but Franny. How the mighty have fallen. The Tennessee Titans. Wait, Dontrell Hillard had two carries. No, not wait. Did he have two? No, no, not two touchdowns. Oh, two touchdowns through the. Uh, oh wait, through the air. It? Oh, there it is, right there. Okay, you scroll down a little bit further. Now, okay, there it is. All right, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> two, two I'm looking. Carries. I'm looking. I'm like Dontrell Hillard. Two carries, eight yards. Carries equal touchdowns. Yeah, I guess. In, so. uh, <laughs> yeah, but the Titans, man. After the after being the number one seed last year, they are imploding. Next up, Franny, your. Why is every why is every team my I have one team, Ben? <laughs> your your LA Chargers 24, Raiders 19 playing at home here in SoFi. Friday, what say about the Raiders being the Raiders? Yeah, I mean this I mean the Raiders had a chance to come back in this one, but uh they failed at the end of making the comeback. Yeah, Derek Carr looked awful in this yeah, game. His feet yeah. were stuck in the mud. He couldn't move. He doesn't move in the pocket. He can't go laterally, he can't go fucking vertically. The guy can't move in the pocket. He looks scared to death back there. Uh, you know, 22 of 37 for 295 to count them two touchdowns, but subtract three huge interceptions on the other side of the ball. Your Justin Herbert, 26 of 34 for 279 and three touchdowns, a hyper efficient game for the Chargers. Uh, but the Chargers, I mean, at one point they are uh, the, the Raiders had an opportunity, a couple opportunities, I think here in the fourth quarter of this game, and they just were not able to get over the hump fronty. What is going on with the Raiders? Year after year, Josh McDaniels is here. Derek Carr is supposed to be a top 10, top 15 quarterback. They've got Josh Jacobs. They've got weapons on this team. Why can't they be better? I mean, this game wasn't that bad because we expect the Chargers to be good. But the next game, how they lost that one, that that was embarrassing. Yeah. That was very bad. I mean, I don't I mean their fans, I respect them for supporting this team through many bad seasons. But after that loss, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost a couple of fans. You yeah, know, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, you know, maybe Derek Carr is not as good as as we thought. I don't know. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think I gave up on him in the in the next game. I mean, he just yeah. can't. He can't. He can't move smartly in the pocket. Mm -hmm. I mean, if when Tom Brady is moving around in the pocket like a gazelle, uh, like a gazelle <laughs> in the pocket. I mean, Derek Carr's inability to read the pocket, to read the defense, to know where the pressure's coming from, to know where the openings in the in the in the in the the defensive line are so they can get the ball out. I mean, I'm just shocked at how bad he is at it. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, a game that warmed my heart, Franny. This one definitely warmed my oh, heart. Your Kansas City Chiefs. Every team is mine, apparently. It, well, Andy Reid. Uh, I, I always like, have a reason. I like, I like Andy Reid. I always have a reason. Yeah, I, mean, I like Andy Reid. 
Uh, 44. Chiefs, 44. The hapless, non-film-watching, wannabe, you know, Madden uh, avatar Kyler Murray goes down 44 to 21, Frane. This was just a, a just a pure beatdown by Patrick Mahomes of the Arizona Cardinals. 30 of 39, hyper-efficient, 360 yards and five, count them, five touchdowns in the game. The hapless Kyler Murray with... Up, 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 up. I don't want that. <laughs> uh, you, the YouTube commercial is about to play right there. I keep hitting. I keep hitting the wrong things here. Uh, it's been a week. I mean, we haven't we haven't been on the podcast. Like getting back on a bike, you know. It's like uh, get a little wobbly in the uh, beginning. Yes, exactly. I'm falling off my bicicleta. <laughs> Kyler Murray, twenty-two of thirty-four for one ninety-three, two touchdowns. But that does not. <clears throat> I don't think explain well enough how poorly he played in this game. Trace McSorley in mop-up duty, uh, two for four in the fourth quarter for 12 yards. But Frane, the Chiefs, a beatdown after giving mm-hmm. Kyler Murray the huge, huge deal. No amount of money allows you to see over your offensive line. No amount of money allows you to read defenses. And no amount of money allows you to prepare like a Aaron Rodgers or like a Lamar Jackson for a game. Yeah, but <clears throat> the following game, we saw what he could do and what kind of weapon he can be. Uh, but in this one, I mean, you know, Mahomes just played lights out. You know, he wasn't kidding when he said that he's going to spread the ball around now without Tyree Kill. I mean, he really did spread the ball around. He did an excellent job, um, you know, with that. I mean, Travis Kelsey, look at those numbers. For a tight end, eight receptions for 121 yards, one touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben, yes. former Steelers, Could have signed him for a couple million bucks, but no. 79 yards. But no one would throw the ball. Marquez Valdez-Scandling, 44 yards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 32. I mean, like, look, look at all those receivers right there. I mean, they almost ran out of room on the page to add receivers. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, he really did spread the ball around. He wasn't joking when he said he would. And I think it's going to continue throughout the season. And the, the Kansas City Chiefs are still going to be a force in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Andy Reid. He understands yeah. what he knows. He knows offense. So? Point at your shirt, Ben. Point at your shirt. There it is. Fire, Tomlin. So, who's the defensive coordinator? Steve Spagnuolo. Somebody who knows the defense. It's Matt Canada. It's not Matt Canada coaching up the defense for fucking Andy Reid. It's Raheem Morris coaching up the coaching up the the defense for uh, for Sean McVay. It's not. It's the fucking Matt Canada or some other shlomo. Uh, next up. Next up. Oh, Franny. Like, Buccaneers. See, that's why I poured this shot before I talked about this game. Buccaneers at Cowboys, nineteen to three. The Cowboys look awful in this game. They looked really bad. Tom in this Brady game. with a pick and a touchdown. Count it. Eighteen to twenty-seven for two twelve. But look at this. Dak Prescott, fourteen to twenty-nine for one thirty-four. Breaks his thumb in the game. Out for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush comes in and looks better than he does. Mm-hmm. Seven of thirteen. Friday would say, "Fuck the Cowboys." There we. That's go. what I'd say. Ben, cheers to you. But now they got their quarterback of the future. I mean, Cooper Rush looked better than that. I mean, he looked really good in that second game. But, I mean, the Cowboys in this one, they looked terrible on offense. They looked terrible on defense. Actually, no, their defense actually didn't play terrible. But uh, Tampa Bay didn't really move the ball that well. I mean, Fournette had himself a pretty decent game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, the Cowboys on defense, looked, they looked they looked solid. But the offense, man, they could not do anything. Let's do this It was shot. awesome. It was an awesome game to watch. Cheers. Cheers. I mean, obviously disappointing if you're a Cowboy fan to see Aww. Dak Prescott go down with another injury. Yeah, uh, it's not It's not like, you know, foot hanging by his by his leg. Yeah, injury, oh, yeah. for sure. But it's, uh, what, four to six weeks, give or take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, obviously the the Buccaneers did not look great in this game on offense, but Micah Parsons and that beautiful, beautiful Cowboy defense played pretty well. But the Cowboys don't have any weapons on offense. I mean, they got a so-so offensive line. Zeke didn't play particularly well. Mm-hmm. They've still got Pollard, but they don't really have any receivers out there. Gallup is still out. Amari Cooper's out there is is with Cleveland. Obviously, they have CeeDee Lamb, but they don't really have a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the football. And Do you think that's going to hurt the Cowboys as we go through this season? I, I just don't understand how you're going to give Dak Prescott all that money and then you don't put any weapons around. I understand letting Amari Cooper go because he's – Cleveland's going to learn about Amari Cooper at some point this season. So not having any offensive weapons, is that going to hurt them? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it just seems odd. Yes, Ben. That would hurt any team, actually. It just seems uh, like an odd choice. I no, mean, I mean – Like they, the Green they, Bay they Packers, made, like they have no receivers they didn't for make any. I mean, they didn't make wise choices on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, the, losing Amari Cooper, we saw Amari Cooper played, you know, against Steelers uh, uh I mean, Thursday. Steelers defense, come on. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, uh, at the moment, yeah, they, they really don't have any wide receiver threats. I mean, I, even uh, Zeke Elliott, I don't, you know, he's, he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be. I mean, he's not a very strong runner anymore. I mean, it's his last older. season in Dallas. And um, I'm happy about it. <laughs> I As you should be. As you should be. Cowboys take a, I mean, it wasn't a beatdown. Uh, but in typical Tom Brady fashion, Bucks fashion, they do what they need to do to get the win. Their defense plays pretty well and shuts out, essentially shuts out the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. allowing only three points in no the game. Touchdowns. But a big deal that Zach Prescott's not going to be around mm-hmm. because Cooper Rush is, you know, we'll see. But I like, I like, the, I, we'll get to the second game, but he looked pretty good. Yeah, he actually did look pretty good. Uh, probably of all the games that happened in week one, the most important game for the players on the field and the fans out there in the city of Seattle and the city of Denver, Colorado, the outcome that no one expected, the Seattle Seahawks, 17, mm-hmm. a, the Broncos, 16, Russell Wilson, 29 of 42 for 340 and one count it. Only one touchdown, but on the other side of the ball, look at the fighting Geno Smith, <laughs> 23 of 28, hyper-efficient, 195 yards, Two touchdowns. Count them. Friday, what do you think about the Seattle Seahawks wiping the mat with the Denver Broncos in week one in the revenge game? Uh, I mean, this this is what we wanted. This is what your wife wanted. Yeah. I mean, this was the only win she of the season. She doesn't care if they she, win the next 16 games. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't and care if they go one and 16. Um, but, I mean, this, this, you know, having two fumbles on the goal line, that doesn't happen very often, but the, the, the Seahawks did get those stops. Up. They did. I mean, they played really well in this one. Not the following game so much. But in this game, <laughs> they played very well. Mm. And uh, Geno Smith started the game off nicely and then sort of petered off towards the end. Yeah, he had a Steelers, but, had a Steelers um, second half there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, three points in the second but, half. But, you know, Wilson. Or, zero points in the second Wilson half. didn't look that good. Wilson didn't look good in this game. He didn't look good in the next game. You know, I'm not sure if I would have paid him uh, all that money without seeing him play one game at least. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, what were the numbers again? I mean, not great. 29 of 42, terrible percentage, 340 yards. Obviously, they were down in the game. They had to throw the ball a lot. Uh, but, but I mean, and he's got the receivers. He's got Jerry Judy. He's got Cortland Sutton. He's got Williams. He's got, uh, I can't remember who the tight end is, but he's got a decent tight end there too. Uh, but with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, I mean, I think that Nathaniel Hackett is making a mistake by not just rolling with Javante Williams and, and, and letting – Melvin Gordon come in whenever Williams needs a break. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't this this running back by committee. I think is a bad idea in Denver. Obviously, Williams is the better better running back. Just let Williams run the football until he needs a needs a spell. 
and then get Gordon in the game. Uh, but I, I agree. I mean, Russell Wilson, this is a huge contract, 32 years old, took a beating in Seattle, ran around like a crazy person, but he had a great head coach, decent general manager, pretty good operation in uh, in Seattle. Blame the offensive line, blame Pete Carroll, blame the traffic, blame the rain, blamed everything but himself for the lack of success in Seattle. But getting those early Super Bowls and those early lucky I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. I mean, there were a lot of lucky breaks that the Seattle Seahawks got. It almost became strange to uh not expect that some weird bounce would go their way in those first few seasons with the Seattle Seahawks when Russell Wilson was, was in the early part of his career. I mean, there were some crazy outcomes to those games that nobody expected. And maybe Russell Wilson, you know, being under six feet, He's you know, there. with a, with a pretty, He's around there in, in the, in the uh, longer, longer cleats, in like the longer you. cleats, but with a pretty simple set of plays that he can run. Maybe he's not as good as he thinks he is. Is it possible? Front maybe it's possible. Of course, possible. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, the the first two games for him were not all that great. Yes, exactly. All right, Franny, that was it for week one. Did you want to take a break and head into week two, or do you want to keep rolling along? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the week two games and whatever that shit was that the Steelers played in week three. Uh, my understanding is the NFL Network has pulled it from all of its broadcasts, and you can't get it on any of the platforms because uh, the NFL is embarrassed uh-huh. uh, that that game exists. Uh, they pulled a couple Jets games off of their platform, I think, last year or the year before because it was too embarrassing to broadcast. I think that Steeler game, uh, that last Steeler game, I think they pulled that from all their platforms as well because they're uh, they're afraid people overseas will see that game and believe that the that the Pittsburgh Steelers represent an NFL football franchise, and they're afraid that they, they will lose fans overseas if people believe that. Mm-hmm. All right, finally, we'll be right back with the Week 2 wrap-up. All right, and we are back with the rest of the wrap-up band. That first week took a while. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, it's first week of the season, a lot of interesting games. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, far fewer. Well, actually, there were actually more interesting games the second week as well. Yeah, I know. Um, but first up, Friday, the Chiefs at home against the Chargers, 27-24. to 24. The Chargers are going to charge her. They had an opportunity <laughs> to win this game. Yep, a yep. really solid opportunity to win this game mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. They were only able to put up seven points in the fourth, seven points in the third, seven points in the second quarter, and three points in the first. But they had a real solid opportunity here, but the Chiefs would not allow it. Chargers made mistakes. Chiefs shut it down with 13 points in the fourth quarter. Justin Herbert, 33 of 48. For 334 yards, three TDs, and one huge interception at the goal line, Franny. That was brutal. I know. Patrick Mahomes, 24 at 35, 235, and count them, two touchdowns. Spreading the ball around again, as Franny said. Look at those receivers. I know. Seriously, everybody. Everybody on the team. Andy Reid got a catch. (laughs) Andy Reid. He probably did. He probably did have a catch. Uh, But what say you about the Kansas City Chiefs going to 2-0, Chargers going to 1-1? I mean, this is a very winnable game for the Chargers. Um, and it would have been a huge win for them in Arrowhead. In the division, too. In yeah. the division. And uh, like you said, the Chargers are going to charge her. I mean, it's like it's, it's, they are the Clippers 
and the Rams are like the Lakers. I mean, yeah. the Rams, you know, they fall behind the games, but they come back and they win. The Chargers, they fall behind. You think they're going to win, and they don't win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, they, or they have a lead and they give it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because I actually, not that I root for the Chargers, but out of the two L.A. teams, I kind of lean towards the Chargers just because I feel bad for them. You know, like I used yeah. to feel bad for the Clippers, but now I'm just like they're so incompetent and they're so, such a crappy team. That you know, and they, they for some reason the fans think that they're a rival to the Lakers. I'm like, you guys are stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, well, maybe this year, uh, not this year either. Um, but I mean, the Chargers. This is something that they've been doing now for at least four or five years, where they don't win these close games. Occasionally they'll win, but there's like one out of ten. Well, they'll win a close game, and I mean they've really got to turn that around. I'm not sure if it's just some sort of uh, bad juju. I don't know. Uh, I mean, but that pick at the goal line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bad throw mm-hmm. in the worst possible situation. Yep. I mean, why is Herbert launching the ball over there, you know, into the right mm-hmm. hand? Or, I mean, I guess his right uh, corner of the end zone or at the goal line there uh, against a receiver that was gassed and wanted to come out of the game. I mean, the guy was he was gassed. He had just tried to get himself out of the game. Justin Herbert saw it. The guy could not move. He was obviously cramping up out there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't able to get back to the ball. Easy interception there. I mean, but I guess this this is, you know, this is the Chargers. I mean, this is the reason that R.G. Manning cock-blocked Eli Manning away from this franchise. Mm-hmm. He's like, I would rather you sit out an entire season than play for this franchise. And what does he have? Two Super Bowl rings. And now a really interesting YouTube channel where he <laughs> this week went and played uh, or tried out was it Penn State or some, uh, some? Oh yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, actually, that was that was pretty funny. And I mean, if secretly he, just, he has the best sense of humor. If he just if he just put on a wig, you wouldn't recognize the guy. There was no reason for the prosthetic nose. <laughs> I know. There I was know. no reason for that. Eli Manning could be sitting at this table with us yeah. right now. We would have just realized it. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have said anything this entire time. <laughs> if he just sitting there, we'll be like, oh, oh, you're like the most nondescript guy ever. Uh, but yeah, give uh, give the Chiefs credit. They did what they needed to do to stay, you know, to go to go to two and zero in their division, beating up on the hapless Chargers. Mm, look at this one. Uh, next game: Steelers fourteen, mm. Patriots seventeen at home. Mac Jones twenty one of thirty five, one TD, one interception in the game. Uh, Mister Bisky twenty one of thirty three, hyper efficient. Hyper-efficient there, Mr. Trubisky. 168 yards. Didn't even break the 200 mark. One touchdown and count it. One interception. Najee Harris with only 15 carries for 49 yards. Gunnar Oslewski with one carry for 18 yards and a beautiful, beautiful play where he didn't count the number of people on special teams. Coughed up the ball. Gave the fucking Patriots a touchdown in the game. Because Mike Tomlin doesn't care about special teams or fucking offense. So, shot, shot. All right, fair enough. No, no I'm not going to do that to you. I'll take it. Let's do a, let's do uh, a you, shot. You want, you want to do a small, uh, small. Yeah, you want your small thumb? shots now tonight. Well, I mean, because there's not that much left in the bottle. So, oh. I, I, thought, I thought we would have like uh, fewer shots, but we actually have quite a few shots. So, you know, it's just, it's just little shots. Little, but little, uh, little, Deontay little Johnson, ones. 57 yards. Najee, 40 yards on the ground because, you know, every, every, pass that Mitchell Trubisky throws is within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Chase Cole, Ch- uh, Claypool with 26 yards. Uh, you know, obviously a, a winnable game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers score three points in the first half, 11 points in the second half. 
as of this game, they have a fish. Uh, this, uh, as of this point in the game of uh, the season, I think they had two touchdowns and two games on offense. Cheers to you, Ben. Cheers. Cheers. Let's take this punishment for uh, Mike Tomlin. Fire, fire Mike Tomlin movement. Hashtag fire Mike Tomlin. <sighs> Not allowed to say it. <laughs> Can't question the great one. You know, I mean, but what do you think about this game? I mean, you got to admit it was pretty bad. I mean, it was it wasn't a spectacular uh, game by either team in this one. I mean, I think Belichick watched the game uh, against the Bengals, and he just figured, you know what? As long as we don't turn the ball over, we'll win this game. They just played a solid game. I mean, they, they didn't do anything spectacular on offense. They didn't do anything spectacular on defense. It was a very boring game to watch, but they didn't make any mistakes. They just played a game, a clean game, all the way through. They won the turnover battle, and if you win the turnover battle against the Steelers, you'll probably win the game. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, the Steelers need the defense to score at least a touchdown to give them a chance to win the game, and it's not much different from the way it was last season. And you know, it's it's or the season before that. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, been this way. You know, since, obviously, you know, it's every, been this way since Rob's great. It's great if every team can get multiple like interceptions or fumble recoveries and this and that. But I mean. Their teams can overcome those things. We got five things. fucking turnovers yeah. against the Bengals, and, and we barely, barely win. won. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> you get that many turnovers, and you barely win. Belichick probably went into this game and said, "If we don't turn over the ball, we will win this game. Even if we play a bad game, we'll win this game." Yeah, I mean, he had the one interception, but the Steelers weren't able to do anything with it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I know Mike Tomlin wants it to be 1965. I mean, he desperately wants it to be, a, you know, a, a, an era where you can you play good defense, run the ball. You know, you, you know. You know, have a low-scoring affair where it's you know seventeen to fourteen in the fourth quarter, and you get have a chance to to win. But he he just, you know, I love the guy as a person, as a leader, as a mentor, as a, a guy who really makes his players better as people. I just don't think he he has the skill set to be a head coach in the modern NFL. Firing Bruce Arians, bringing in Todd Haley, bringing in Randy Figner, bringing in Matt Canada, bringing in a bunch of garbage guys on offense. I, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I think we, you got to look at it objectively. He got to the Super Bowl and won it a year after he a year in his second year as a head coach with Cowers team with Bruce Arians as the offensive coordinator with fucking Ben Roethlisberger, one of the best quarterbacks of the last twenty five years on his on his roster. He got crushed in the Super Bowl in 2010 with essentially much of the same team uh, with Ben Roethlisberger again. Got to the championship game in 2016, lost to the Patriots at the goal line. But it's been pretty fucking average throughout his entire tenure. And since Ben Roethlisberger began to decline in 2017-18, it's just been this dink and dunk sideline offense where they just can't put up points and... You know, they had the game last year with against Minnesota where Roethlisberger almost came back. He's going to have those amazing games every now and then. But I, I just don't see evidence that Mike Tomlin, since that team essentially dissolved and, and Arians left into 2011, Arians was there for the 2010 Super Bowl too, by the way. After Arians left in 2011, it's just been a pretty Roethlisberger offense without a lot of, you know... It, it, and even during the years where Roethlisberger was great, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, through those years, the defense fucking sucked. It mm-hmm. wasn't enough to, I mean, remember that game against the fucking Jags mm-hmm. where it was like 52 yeah, to I know. 50, You know, like, it, it, those are the games the... you're supposed to fucking win if you're Mike Tomlin, yeah, right? That was the divisional game. That was the divisional game. And, and they were expected to win that game, and they didn't. Yeah. And they gave up like 50 fucking points in that game. Yep, yep. Against Blake Bortles. 
of all yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, it, this is not a commentary on Mike Tomlin as a person. It's a, it's a, con- just because he's a nice guy, just because he's a great leader, just because, you know, I, I actually, I actually, I actually graded this out for you here, probably. Oh, oh, so oh. if you're gonna, if if Mike Tomlin was a student, this is I graded this out, and of course after the next game, I'll probably complain again. Uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, you will. Yeah. So he, there's three. I mean, unless I mean, most coaches are not particularly involved in special teams unless you're Bill Belichick. So you got offense, defense, and you got leadership, like team culture. You know, can you run a franchise where everybody is sort of on the same page? Everybody is, you know, you have a control of your franchise. So for team culture, I give him an A plus. Obviously, no one ever says a bad word about Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Everybody they play hard for him, even when the team sucks. Defense B plus. Certainly fucking can't give him an A on defense. That's for sure. Because the defense is dead last against the run in the bottom third of the league against the run the last 10 years. That's not good. And for offense, I give him an F. So that's a 2.55 GPA. C, a C-plus GPA. That's, that's, <laughs> you got to be able to quantify this shit. I, I, I guess. I mean, if you go to rapidtables.com <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just a GPA come up calculator. with your own, you know, variables or whatever. You no, know, it's, it's just like, a GPA yeah, yeah, calculator. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you give him a better grade than a B plus for defense? Uh, I mean, yeah. he got lucky and you really went out on a fucking limb and drafted JJ Watt's brother. You really had to do some fucking research for that, Mike. You really must have been deep in the research. Oh, you just find this guy named TJ Watt. No one's ever heard of him. That was the fucking easiest draft pick. And then Kevin Colbert goes out and gets Mika Fitzpatrick. It had nothing to do with fucking Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. So would you give him better than a B-plus for defense? No, probably not. And, would, and his wouldn't. offensive skill? I mean, I think it's pretty clear he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Duck. Go to Mason. Go back to Duck. Then back to Mason. That's Which is why he doesn't want to do the same thing this year again. You seem disappointed in uh, Mike Tomlin, then. I, I am, but I don't want to get a bunch of shit from our listeners because it's not a criticism of Mike Tomlin as a person. It's just a criticism of, you know, he could probably be running a Fortune 500 company where team culture and, and, and business culture is the most important thing because he's going to do the right thing. He's going to bring good people in. He's not going to take any shit. But as a football coach, I just don't see any evidence since that team dissolved and Bruce, you know, the, the years after Bruce Arians left and, and Bill Cowher left, I just don't see any evidence that he's that he's understands all three phases of the game. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he's not, he doesn't have the ego or the, the confidence to bring in people on offense, offensive coordinators that can fucking run an offense. Matt Canada, Randy Feekner, and Todd Haley. I rest my case. <laughs> you know, Bill Belichick has Josh McDaniels. I mean, every every defensive-minded head coach out there that whose primary, you know, interest is defense, they all have fucking competent offensive coordinators, mm-hmm. except in Buffalo, where Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded uh, defensive-minded head coach, and he took a chance on a first-year OC, and that might come back and bite him in the ass later. But I, I just, what do you think? I can keep going. I, I know you can. I mean, that's that's why I just stopped Eagles, talking. Yeah, yeah, Steelers lose to fucking yeah. Patriots. What, what do you have to say? Ah, uh, you know, it's it's, it's funny. It's it's funny. You know, Mike Tomlin. If you look at his results, you look at the it, <laughs> there you are pointing your shirt again. I mean, look at his record over the past ten seasons, eleven seasons. I mean, how long has he been to the coach now? Fifteen, fifteen years now. Uh not stellar. I mean, he won one Super Bowl. I mean, look at you know Mike Peterson, who did win a Super Bowl with the Eagles, oh, and, and and he was run out of town. You know, two seasons after he won the Super Bowl, 
you know, Mike Tomlin, his results have been even worse. Actually, Mike Peterson didn't have that much talent. I mean, you know, Wentz regressed so much. Uh, it, you know, after winning that Super Bowl, we thought he was going to perform much better. But you have a guy like that who's run out of town two years after winning the Super Bowl, and Mike Tomlin, who hasn't done anything really for you know like twelve years. Two thousand sixteen, we went yeah. to the championship game against yeah. the Patriots, and we could have essentially okay. we we probably we probably but it's been it's been it's been, it's been, it's been quite a <clears> lot. Was that the goal line now. with Juju? You know, I mean. It, 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 or with the I, I would have moved on already from Mike Tomlin. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you know the Steelers, they don't they they don't have a coaching carousel. I do appreciate that, but I mean, after ten seasons, after eleven, twelve, whatever, if the coach is not, you know, getting the results that the fans expect, especially the Steelers organization, then it's time to move on. I mean, it's time to find somebody new. And, you know, this is, I'm not saying this is a, it's not a rebuild, but I mean, you really don't have a quarterback right now. And when Roethlisberger. No, we do. He just won't start him in the game. <laughs> when Roethlisberger, We do have a quarterback, a 24-year-old you know, quarterback. When, when Roethlisberger, <clears throat> you know, retired, I think it was time also to move on from Tomlin and, and, and you know, find a new, younger, fresher head coach, kind of like what the Dolphins did. I mean, you know, they, they moved on from Flores. Okay, I didn't think that was a smart move then, but now I'm looking at the, the results. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the results now, and I'm like, the, this team, you know, obviously they did improve the roster, but they're now I'm seeing why they moved on from Flores just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's not a commentary on Tomlin as a head coach. It's a, it's a commentary on Tomlin's ability to bring in both players and coaches that understand the game of football and are good and excel at the roles that they're in. You shouldn't be difficult to find an offensive coordinator that wants to come and has a pedigree and a skill set that is high level to come and play for the pit, to come and work for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're not asking them to go and work for the Jets or the fucking you know Browns back in the day. But watching that next game with Kevin Stefanski on the other side. And I mean, I mean, look at fucking Sean McVay and Raheem Morris. I mean, that is like, there's. It shouldn't be a shock to anybody that that team wins a lot of games. You have a genius on the offensive side of the ball and a genius on the defensive side of the ball. The Steelers have a genius, well, above average on the defensive side of the ball and a complete dunce mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. Like, why are you not bringing in competent people? Andy Reid has fucking Steve Spagnuolo. I'm sorry, I could go on. All right, we'll move on to the next game. But I just think it's a fair question to ask. Why the Steelers allow such incompetent staff to be hired and promoted on the offensive side of the football since Bruce Arians left? I, I just, I mean, Bruce Arians was pissed. I mean, he didn't think in, that there was any way that he was going to be removed from the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2011. He had been, to, he won a Super Bowl and was just in a Super Bowl. And Mike Tomlin just, just didn't get along with him, and he fucking let him go. Mm-hmm. You let Bruce Arians go, who just won a fucking Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, took a garbage franchise in Arizona and got them to the playoffs multiple times with nothing, with fucking Carson Palmer and whatever other scrubs they had over there. Kurt Warner, washed up Kurt Warner. I don't really grinds my gears. <laughs> I just think it's like you watch ESPN. I think this is just a like, 49 minute, 49 minute segment right here. Just talking about this game because there's me way more to talk about in the next game because they played three games. But it's just like every, 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 every segment on ESPN or it's all the same. Oh, you know, Mike Tomlin's one of the best head coaches in the league. I just don't know what's going on. Like, uh, like, you don't think it has anything to do with him? Like, uh, can't be him. Can't be the head coach. Can't have anything to do with the fucking head coach. Like the fact that the fact that, that Bill Belichick ran Cam Newton out there 
you know, and couldn't do dick for an entire season. That didn't have anything to do with Bill Belichick's decisions. I mean, it was just Cam Newton. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it can't be Bill Belichick's decision to let this scrub run out there every fucking week and run the ball 40 times. Sorry. All right, we'll move on. Next up, Panthers-Giants. You see that finger movement right there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right, uh, <laughs> this is the fire Mike Tomlin episode, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, we're fucking one and two. Yeah. Panthers, uh, Giants, let's move this, this is quickly. Giants win. Let's move on. Yeah, Giants win. Poor Baker Mayfield with another shit show. But here's an interesting game, Friday. Jets, 31. Browns, 30. Jets with a huge comeback in this game. Onside kick. Uh, tying the game at the, at the getting getting within striking distance at the end and getting the onside kick. Beating the Cleveland Browns, 31 to 30 in Cleveland. What say you? No, I'm, I'm happy for Flacco in this one. You know, I mean, he. I mean, he wasn't. He, he wasn't really run out of town with the Ravens. I mean, you know, they had a, a good backup quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who's a great starter now for them. So you know, it's 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 uh, it's not like he was run out. I mean, they just had a better option sitting behind him. But uh, you know, Joe Flacco. I mean, I, I'm 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 like I'm happy for this. Twenty six to forty four, three hundred seven yards and four yeah. count them. And how four how, how old is Joe Flacco right now? Ah, uh, let's see. And I'm also happy it's the Jets. I mean, this is like not not an adopted team, but we always root for the Jets. Well, it's every, hard not to. Every single season, you say they're going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, it's hard not to. Uh, 37 years old. He's not even that. He's not even that old, actually. He's only 37. He's got a few more good years in him. No Zach Wilson. We don't need no Zach Wilson. <laughs> if he continues down this path, then yeah, they, they might they might have a QB controversy. Yeah, but I mean, the Browns obviously made a mistake on the onside kick. It shouldn't have happened. So the Browns should have won this game. But good for the Jets. I mean, it was a huge celebration in the locker room. Jets are one and one under Robert Sala going into next week. Do you think the Jets have a chance? Chance to what? <laughs> to get to the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to. They're probably not uh, going mean, like to win the division. AFC. The AFC is is stacked right now. Uh, I mean, there are so many good teams in the AFC. The Jets are definitely building something right now. I mean, they had a good draft. Uh, you know, they're winning with Joe Flacco of all people right now. I mean, this was a great comeback for them. This is a huge win, you know, for them and Robert Sala. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it just... Uh, Who was available as a head coach? Yeah, well, you know, hey. <laughs> There's a lot of coaches out there, actually, uh, that are available, Ben. Um, but, uh, no, that, that's... I mean, just just this game... In, I, I Actually, this is also a game that I, I thought the Jets were going to lose, and so I kind of just stopped paying attention to it. Well, they should have, like, yeah. I, I'm like, the Cleveland... It's funny. It's funny because, like, um, Cleveland... Not Cleveland Browns fans, but, it, like, a lot of people are saying if if... Chubb didn't score that touchdown or whatever, then they, they you know, you know, if he, like, if you score a touchdown, you should win the game. Yeah, not they were say up how we, by, how much were they up by at that point? 10 points? 11 yeah, points? It, that, that makes no sense. If the defense stepped up, don't say if he scored a touchdown, you should score touchdowns. You should score as many touchdowns as you want in a game, as you can in a game. Yeah, because he had, but you can't blame he the guy. short of the goal line last year and, yeah, yeah, and but, they ran the clock out. Yeah, but still, if you score and you're in the lead, have the defense hold on, especially with Joe Flacco as the quarterback on the opposing team. Yeah, if you've got yeah. like a 14-point lead, and you, if your touchdown's going to put you up by 14 with like two and a half minutes to go, you probably should win that game. Uh-huh. I mean, against Joe Flacco and the Jets, I think it's a pretty, I think, the, the, uh, I think, it, I think, uh, next gen stats. <laughs> Said it was like a ninety nine point seven percent chance of winning when when Chubb yeah, I know. scored the Super Bowl or scored the uh, touchdown. So I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame Nick Chubb for scoring that touchdown. Uh, next up, Franny. Oh my God, Jags at home. Blank, your Indianapolis Colts twenty four to nothing. Friday, Matt this. Ryan sixteen to thirty for one ninety five, no touchdowns, three picks, the one hit wonder, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> 25 of 30, hyper efficient, 235. Count them. Two touchdowns. What say you? 
I am I'm, I'm shocked by the Colts. I, I really am. I mean, it's 24 to nothing against the Jags. Against the Jags. I mean, you can't put up like this seven. Steeler level. You can't put up three points. I mean, something. You can't put up any points against the Jags. Well, the I Jags mean, were up, what, seven to nothing in the first, 17 to nothing in the second. I guess they were throwing the ball at that point. I, I just, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I did not expect the Colts to be this bad, to be down 20 to nothing against the Texans the week before and then not even score a touchdown or any points. Well, what do you think and, explains it other than the fact that they don't spend any of their money? I think that's that's what it is. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> you know? you, I mean, do you think Matt Ryan is cooked? I don't know. I, you, know I, I mean, you, you were always a big fan of Matt Ryan. Of course. With <laughs> well, the fly, course, isn't everyone with, with with the Falcons? He was good. What? <laughs> like, of course, everybody is. Everybody likes Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, but I mean, do you think this? You know, this this recycling old quarterbacks might come to an end pretty soon. They might draft somebody if they go, you know, five and twelve this year. Uh oh yeah yeah I mean they have to find somebody. I mean they can't keep on going through these old uh, quarterbacks. You know, like the, the the guys that are like on you know final year of their contract, like uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. I mean, even though Philip Rivers performed pretty well. Uh, and then they go move to Carson Wentz, and they move to now uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, they can't keep on doing that. I mean, you have to have, uh, 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 you know, set a foundation at the quarterback position and build a team around that. You can't just keep on, you know, bringing in some new guy every single season. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll get Tom Brady to come back for his forty sixth year, or his forty sixth as forty six year old quarterback come back and play for the uh, Colts. Uh, next up, Franny, this was an interesting outcome to say the least. The Dolphins, 42. Ooh, yeah. The fucking shitty Ravens, 38. Oh, okay, there's a shot right there. The fucking shitty Ravens. It's too bad because Lamar Jackson played great in this game, too. Uh, but Tua Tungavailoa played better. Uh, Tua, 36 for 50. Six Offensive player of the week. Six touchdowns. 469 of Roethlisberger-like, except for the interceptions, of course. 469 <laughs> yards through the air. Six, count them, six touchdowns. Two interceptions in the game. Uh, Raheem Mostert with 51 yards, but the rest of it was all through the air. Tyree Kill with 190 yards yeah, that's crazy. and two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell with 171 I yards know. and two touchdowns. I mean, those are Mike Gusecki with a touchdown. There, man. I River. can't believe that. Like, that's not something you see, like two guys over 150 yards receiving. Yeah, I mean, this this, this was an offensive just just Explosion an offensive display. In, in the fourth. I mean, I, I, this is another game that I stopped paying attention to. I was watching the Steelers. Which was that. which was a boring game, you but you know it, it was it was close. So I expected the Steelers to maybe do something on offense, and of course they did not. But for 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 the Dolphins, you know, all of a sudden, you know, CBS switches over to this game. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Contract, you know? No, no but, but the game was over already. Yeah, you know, yeah for yeah. the Steelers. But um, I, I could not believe that it was a tie game at that point. But it, when when they showed the score on 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 the TV, it was like thirty one to fourteen or thirty five to fourteen. It was like some crazy. It was, it was, I thought the game was completely Dolphins, over. Yeah, the Ravens were way up. Yeah, but look at that fourth quarter: twenty eight points right for the Dolphins. Let's said, do this shot for poor Lamar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, now that he's I playing know. well, the defense fucking blows. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a shot. I mean, obviously, a lot, lot not Lamar's fault. Twenty one to twenty nine for three eighteen and three. Count them. Three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson with another touchdown. On the ground, Rashad Bateman with a touchdown, Mark Andrews with a touchdown, Demarcus Robinson with a touchdown. Man, he has no receivers. <laughs> That's, I mean, Lamar Jackson on the Steelers. I mean, we'd be putting up fifty-five points a game. Uh, well, what do you think about the well, Dolphins? Are the Dolphins for real Matt at two? Canada, and a- no, I'm not sure what to expect from the, <laughs> the, from the Dolphins. Right? I mean, this is a very impressive win. You know, they beat the Patriots the week before that. 
you know, we'll see moving forward. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's still only a couple of weeks into the season. Yeah, I'm not sure what to think of a lot of the teams right now. Even even my Eagles. I mean, um, you know, they two two and zero, but know. still not sure exactly what to expect from them. You know, by the fifth, sixth, seventh week, then we'll have a, you know a better idea of what's going on. But you know, the Dolphins so far two and zero, especially in this game to come back from that many points down. I mean. You know, for for playoff standings, a, a, what should be a really good defense yeah, in Baltimore. And, and, you know, for playoff standings, you know, it's early, but it's you know, being one and one and two and zero, oh, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and and I'm I'm impressed. I'm just I'm really impressed what Mike McDaniel has been able to do, uh, or Mike McDaniel has been able to do uh, down there in the dirty, dirty in Miami. Uh, next up, front of your. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Saints. Every every team is mine. Apparently, <laughs> you know. I, mean, I, I guess I'm not an Eagles fan uh, anymore. I guess I'm an, I'm an every team fan. <laughs> you're, you're just a fan of the, a fan of football. Go team. You're like Kirk Kerfstreet. <laughs> you, you know yeah. a little bit about a lot. <laughs> Actually, you know a lot about the Eagles. I shouldn't say that out loud. Yeah. Uh, twenty to ten. Jameis being Jameis. Yeah, this is a boring. Buccaneers win twenty to ten. It was a boring game for most. Yeah, the, of the best game. part was Mike was Mike Williams or Mike Evans knocking. Fucking Marshawn Lattimore to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It was a boring game. Or and, no, he uh, didn't knock whoever he knocked. You know, Tom Brady was pissed off on the sideline throwing that tablet around like he usually does when he gets pissed yeah. off, you know. There are kids that, you know, need tablets. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. I you mean, know, donate on. those tablets to the yeah, kids. Play better. breaking them yeah. against the bench on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, Giselle's got a place in Miami. <laughs> also a place in Tampa. I mean, there's a when she drives between, just, you know, give the kid the tablets on the yeah, side of the road. Man. When you go to the Everglades, you know, just leave them. <laughs> Some, you know, at the rest stops along the, along the way. Uh, but Tom Brady, 18 of 34 for 190 and a touchdown. Not a great game for Tom Brady. But Jameis Winston, back to being Jameis Winston. 25 of 40 for 236 yards and one count it. Count one it. touchdown, but three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Right on track, Jameis. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because the game before that, zero interceptions. Yeah. He's going for that 30 for 30 again. Yeah, I mean, I like Jameis, but I mean, he, he needed to air it out in this game. Yeah, he's not afraid. But he's, he's he's not afraid to throw interceptions, that's for sure. Yeah, he's the he's the exact opposite of uh he's the exact opposite of Matt Canada. Uh this band blowing kisses to his wife. Oh uh, cute. Yeah, long day, long day, <laughs> long day for the spouse, the esposa. <laughs> uh next up Franny, your new adopted team. There they are, my team again. The Lions 36, the yeah. Washington football team 27. What yeah. say you? Uh MVP, Jared Goff. Uh you know what? In this game, uh, you know, I feel better about the Eagles allowing them back into that game because they actually do have a pretty damn good offense. And and you know, the commanders last season, I mean, actually for the last few seasons, Washington has has had a really good defense. And even, you know, this uh, next game for the Eagles, I'm worried because of that defense. Um, I don't. I'm surprised you're shaking your head yes and not like you know. Wait, what did you say? I, I said I'm, I'm worried about the Eagles in this next game because of the Commanders' defense. No, I wouldn't <laughs> be. No, no. It'd be. I mean, Hurts will be bent. It'd be squatting 600 pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Before yeah. the next, I, yeah. I wouldn't worry. The last thing I would worry about is the Eagles' defense or the Eagles' offense right now. Both look like they're clicking on all cylinders. Jalen is doing what Jalen does. I wouldn't be concerned. Yeah, uh, but if but, I were the Commanders, I'd be concerned. Yeah, but in this game, you know, I, I, the first game I was like, ah, oh, the Eagles—they just beat the Detroit Lions. No biggie. You know, it's it's the Detroit Lions. How did they allow them to come back into this game? But now, after seeing the score in the second game and them able to throw up just as many points as they did against the Eagles—I mean, thirty-six uh, in this game, thirty-five in the last game. 
I mean, their offense is pretty good. They probably need to work on their defense because they're also allowing a lot of points there. But you know, I think that the the, the Lions in the in the uh, in the NFC North, you know, they they they, they, they could they, win they, it. They, they could. They they're a contender for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Jared, looking like it but early look at, on. Look at Jared Goff, twenty of thirty-four for two fifty-six and four. Count them, mm-hmm. four touchdowns in a game. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, sixty-eight yards, and on the ground, but one hundred sixteen yards on nine catches and two touchdowns through the air. Josh Reynolds, DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift with fifty-six yards on the ground as well. But look at look at Carson Wentz, thirty of forty-six for three hundred thirty-seven yards, three count them, three touchdowns and only one pick. Pretty successful game for Carson Wentz, wouldn't you say? Uh, for Carson Wentz, yes, it's very uh, efficient. But so far like through two games, he hasn't Wentzed it up yet. Not yet. Hopefully this weekend. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I would count on it. Uh, next up, Friday, Seahawks fall back to earth with Jimmy Garoppolo behind center, 27-7. to What say you about the Seahawks taking an ass beating up yeah, at Santa did. Clara? They really did. And you know what? Look. I don't. I'm not. I don't want any player to get injured on the field. <laughs> um, but this Trey Lance, is you know, and, 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 and I hope Trey Lance has a successful career in the NFL. Jamal Adams done for the season. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I think this is sort of a um, almost a blessing in disguise for the Niners. You know, because me and you, we, we've been big supporters of Jimmy G. Yeah, on the podcast. You. And, and you, you and me, me. <laughs> no matter how they toss the dice, it had to be. And the dice was tossed, and it is Jimmy G now. And uh, you know, I, I think now with Jimmy G as the starting quarterback for this team, they have a chance to do what they did last season. You know, with Mike Shanahan and the way he runs the offense, I think they should have rolled with Jimmy G right from the get go. And not force Trey Lance onto the Niners and onto the even though the fans think it's a good I fucking idea and the ownership I, too. I do not understand it. But now, Alex, uh, we had on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was he he supported that whole move with Trey Lance moving in and becoming the starting quarterback. Why? I don't know. But now that. Jimmy G is the quarterback. He loves Jimmy G once again. Like Jimmy G is his guy. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Until what? Until he throws three picks yeah. and they lose one game. <laughs> no, but I, I but I, I seriously think this is a blessing in disguise for this team because I, I they went to the NFC Championship game last season. Coaching is good. I mean, I mean their offensive play calling. The defense is is excellent. Um, yeah, I mean with Jimmy G un, under you know under the helm or under the. Under well, the center? Under, under, under center. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm under the center. I'm under the center. I'm under him. Um, I think I think this team now has a chance to make the playoffs and go far in the playoffs. With Trey Lance, they had no chance. Yeah, and let's and let's remember who they beat in the playoffs last year to get to the championship game. I mean, they beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers with Devontae in Adams Green healthy. Bay. I mean, in, in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it just I understand the ownership wants Trey Lance out there because they drafted him. I understand the fans. Want to get to a Super Bowl because they think Trey Lance is going to get him to a Super Bowl and Jimmy G's not. I understand all that. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to take us to the Super Bowl this year. But I mean, all Jimmy G does is win. Yeah, he gets hurt, but all he does is win. TJ Watt missed fucking five or five games last year, four games last year. Going to miss six games this year. You know, at some point, you know, you got to take the, the best you can get when the guy's on the field. Jimmy G was healthy all through the playoffs. Yeah, he got injured during the season. But, you know, I, I would go with Jimmy G, you know, right to the end. I'd 
he's going to get a big contract. Not a huge contract, but he's, someone's going to sign him at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Franny, your Falcons, 27 to 31. The Rams, they win. The Rams don't look very good on defense. No, they don't, they don't look good uh, in general. I mean, uh, they had a big lead in this one. They allowed the Falcons to come back into it. And uh, Mariota throws that interception in the end zone. And uh, they had a chance. I mean, I was rooting for the Falcons in this one. Yeah, they were. I mean, Falcons made another. I don't big, care about another big I don't mistake. care that the Rams are in LA. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm just, I'm just shocked that 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 with Aaron Donald being a year older, and Jalen Ramsey also a year older, this defense does not look as dominant as it did a season ago. And and I think they're gonna have they're gonna have problems. I, I mean, I, I trust Raheem Morris to figure it out, and I think he will figure it out. But the the Rams, one and one, giving up a ton of points, especially giving up a ton of points to an Atlanta zero and two Atlanta team with Marcus Mariota, and I think Desmond Ritter, who will probably be starting at some point if the Falcons keep losing. Interested to see what they get out of him. Um, but what do you think about the, the the Rams are scoring points? But are they is this defense going to improve as the season goes on? Because the defense right now does not mm-hmm. look great. Yeah, and they they didn't look great in the first game. I mean, it's just a. Uh... It's a lot of big name guys who are older, a year you know, older, they, and they always talk about Aaron Donald, you know, being this uh, amazing force on defense, and, and he is. But I mean, he can't do everything. No, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and he's healthy. T.J. Watt's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Steelers giving up not that many points, really, but they haven't played a lot of great offenses yet either. I, I mean, wait till the. I mean, Steelers got to play the bull, the Bills, and the Bucks back to back. I mean, they might drop a hundred on us. The Bills could potentially beat us by seventy. 69. <laughs> 69. But it it could be an ugly. I mean, that Bills game, I mean, you might want to just wave the white flag, forfeit the game, prepare for the next week against the Bucks. Uh, next up, the Cardinals at the Raiders for on a 29 to 30 or to 23. Cardinals get a lucky win here at the end because they've got the the uh the joystick of a human being, the Madden, the Madden player there at the end of this game. But the Raiders go to 0-2, Falcons go to one and one. What say you? Man, <laughs> I mean, really, this the Raiders should have won the game. They should have won this game. I mean, you know, Kyler Murray with two amazing two point conversions in this one. I mean, the second one, you know, it was bobbled, possibly dropped. I think it was. You know, Renfro fumbling the first time, then the second time. I think up for the three fumbles six. in the game or two I mean, fumbles. It's, in the game. I mean, this game was it was. I cannot believe that the Los, that the Los Angeles that the Las Vegas Raiders lost this game. I mean, that should not have happened. Yeah, I mean the Raiders—they uh, just can't catch a break this season. Couldn't catch a break last season. You know, obviously Kyler Murray, thirty-one of forty-nine for two seventy-seven, one count it, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, as Ronnie mentioned, those two two-point conversions. Obviously, last drive of the game, Kyler Murray was Kyler Murray was about as good as you're going to get out of Kyler Murray. Hard to win a lot of games counting on that kind of play. Uh, you know, pretty easy passes, but but threading the needle there down in the end zone. I, you got to give him credit for that pass, you know, whether it was dropped or not. But the Raiders, man, they, they, another game that they should have won, that they had essentially in hand, mm-hmm. couldn't put up any points in the fourth quarter, multiple fumbles. What's going on in Raiderland, Ronnie? I mean, the, the Cardinals are going to be a mediocre team. They're going to they're going to win eight, nine or ten games. They're going to sneak into the playoffs and get blown out. I already know what's going to happen with the Cardinals. But mm-hmm. what's going to happen with the Raiders? Um, Unless you disagree about what's going to happen to the Cardinals. You know, I'm not... I'm not. I mean, they, I mean, the Chargers fuck up quite often. You think? Yeah, yeah. Only, only since the, the Raiders 
fuck up. Only since Dan Fouch retired. Quite often. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe this is going to be a battle between, actually, even the Denver Broncos are not that great. Maybe this is Kansas City's, you know, uh, division to win. Yeah, they'll be resting know? guys in week 15, yeah. 16, 17, <laughs> 18. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Russell, I mean all, there's Mahomes a lot last of game is going to be in there's October. Way, there's way too much <laughs> talent on these teams to play as bad as they have. I mean, the Chargers had a chance to beat the Chiefs. They didn't. The Cardinals had a, I mean, the Raiders had a chance to beat the Cardinals. They didn't. Denver has a chance to beat the Seahawks and they don't. I mean, Kansas City, there's rolling, right? I, yeah. I, I think they're, they're, they're the cream of the crop still in that division, even though all these teams made all these moves to try to get above the Kansas City Chiefs and they just can't do it. Except the Bills. Well, no, but in the division, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think I'm going to give Jasper Daniels a couple more games to see if he can figure out what's happening here. And I don't even know who the backup quarterback is in Raiderland, but I'm pretty sure the Raiders can get out from under Derek Carr's contract for almost nothing at the end of this season. So this might be it for Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Uh, next up, Broncos finally get an easy win. Broncos 16, Texans 9. I don't know what to read into this other than mm. that they played the Texans. Yeah, it was, but it was, you would expect a bigger score than just, you know, 16 against the Texans. And actually, the Texans had a chance to win this one. And Wilson with another pick? Yeah. He didn't look that good. No, not at all. I mean, what do you think it is? You think it's a terrible head coach, which, you know, he thought, he thinks Pete Carroll was bad, tried Nathaniel Hackett. They just hired a new assistant coach for game management and time management. And they should. And you shouldn't have to. In his second game of, of his career. As a head coach, they've already hired someone to do his job for him. That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> That's actually pretty. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. That is very. They hired a time management coach, wow. a game management coach. Wow, that is embarrassing. But I mean, even this result. I mean, they got the win, but sixteen to nine against the Texans at home. I mean, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the Broncos will probably Mahomes, pull it together. Mahomes is going to win another uh, division title. Yeah, I mean, not getting their money's worth for Mister Wilson out there. Uh, next. Oh, Bengals. Cowboys get the win against the Bengals. Cowboys get the win against the Bengals. Only because it's my division. I should be rooting for the Bengals here uh, because the Steelers have no fucking chance of going anywhere in this division. So I should be trying to help you out by getting the Cowboys a loss here. But look at the, I mean, come back late in the game. The Cowboys hold on to win this game on the amazing talents of one Cooper Rush. 19 of 31, 235 yards, one big touchdown, but no picks. Didn't give the ball away. Did not give the ball away. But you know who did give the ball away, Friday? Joe Burrow, 24 of 36 for, oh, he didn't have a pick. <laughs> 199. I was hoping he did. Uh, but the Bengals look like shit. Yeah. And the Cowboys look better than they should under the, and they might have. No, a, actually, Cooper, last season against he the didn't Vikings, look bad. he won. It was, a, it was a, I think it was a Monday night game. It was his first start, and he won that one, and he actually looks pretty good. Yeah, I actually yeah. don't understand why everybody was saying they got to get rid of Cooper Rush. Jeez. Oh, let's do the shot. Yeah, it's a we got to say something bad about the yeah, Cowboys fuck first. The Cowboys. There fuck you the go. Cowboys. There you go. Yeah, I didn't quite understand all the Cooper Rush hate, to be honest with you, because he played pretty well last year, and he obviously played pretty well in this game. Uh, I don't know why they needed to replace Cooper Rush with a different backup. I mean, he, I, I think he's serviceable. Uh, he's he very got, serviceable. He got the win against the Super Bowl. Uh, appearing uh, Super Bowl losers, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. But what do you think? What do you think about the Bengals, though, Ben? I mean, how, how are they going to? What did the I say season? before I mean, the season started that the Bengals were going to revert yeah, back to yeah, being, being the, the Bengals. Bengals? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know Zach Taylor, 
Joe Burrow's getting sacked. Fucking, I don't think he got sacked. I don't think he. Uh, no, he, I think he did get sacked another six or seven times in this game. Oh, he's getting it's murdered. Like, he's getting. It, he's, he's been sacked more than any other quarterback. He's, yeah, he's actually on, pace on track. For 120 yeah, sacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which is worse than last season. Yeah, David. He's got David Carr on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> he's like David. I got to talk to you about that season you had back in Houston. Um, yeah. I mean, the defense is not playing particularly well. The offensive line. You know, it, it's it. They spent some money. You know, they went out and they, they tried to, to bolster that offensive line. You got, I think he got seven or eight sacks against the Steelers. There were six or seven or eight sacks in this game. I, I just think that, I mean, the Bengals, obviously, they've got the receivers. They've got, you know, Joe Mixon running the ball. They've got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamar Chase. They've got T. Higgins. They've got um, Tyler Boyd. They've got Hayden. I mean, they've got weapons there. I just think Zach Taylor, maybe he's not the coach that people thought he was. Maybe last year was just sort of that one of those weird Chicago makes the Super Bowl weird fucking San Francisco makes a Super Bowl weird, you know, fucking what's his name makes a Super Bowl. Uh, Trent Dilfer. I mean, it's one of those weird seasons where the team that shouldn't be in the Super Bowl is in fact playing and Jared Goff gets a Super Bowl. Like it, it might've been one of those Nick weird Foles? Nick Foles gets, well, I'm glad he did. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think the Bengals are not particularly well coached, and the offensive line is is disaster. And Joe Burrow is not getting the ball out of his hands the way he needs to. He's not going to live. Not going to live. He's not going to survive. <laughs> he might not live as a, behind as a, that offensive line. But he's going to have to learn to get the ball out. I mean, I, it's it's amazing. Like the talent of quarterback. I mean, that the Steelers sack you eight times. That's a bad offensive like line. The 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 you want to build around this guy, and the most important part is the offensive line. They just can't put it around him. I mean. When Same he, in Seattle, right? When, for he all those tore, years? When, when he's got his knee bent backwards, that's when you should have uh, focused on fixing the offensive line. You don't want your franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years. You don't want him to get injured anymore. I mean, it, and, it, and it's not, I mean, I understand it is hard to build it from scratch, but I mean, watching that Eagle game, and I'm, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the Eagles, you know, but watch, you know, Maliata, oh. uh, uh, Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, Lance, not Lance, uh, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving, but I mean, but if you, I know all the, I mean, I don't know him right, right now. Yeah, I know, yeah. But I know all They're the names, names of the fucking names. offensive line. And, and what do they do in, in Philadelphia under offensive line most of the time? Mm-hmm. Protect the quarterback. Um, you know, if, if you're going to have that kind of spend that kind of, and, and these guys in Philadelphia have stayed around with questionable quarterbacks to, <laughs> to protect. Over the last few seasons, I just think that the Bengals are the Bengals. I mean, they got their one year, they got their one hit wonder last year. You know, they're, they're going to revert to being the Bengals. Joe Burrow's going to be looking for a contract somewhere else in, in three years, two years, mm-hmm. three years. But yeah, I just think the Bengals are the Bengals. And, and there's just no two ways about it. I mean, they got the best they could get out of them when, uh, when Lovey Smith was there. Uh, oh, next up front, Bears. I own you, Aaron Rodgers. I own the Bears in primetime. The Packers, yeah. twenty-seven Bears, ten. I mean, expected no, no, win, no, expected no. outcome. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is uh, it was an ass-beating. Packers had complete control of this game, twenty-seven ten, and I mean they turned things around. I expect them to, uh, you know, continue, you know, to turn things around. I mean, they, you know, they lost the first game last season. Everybody was talking shit about Aaron Rodgers and the coaching staff there, and you know, lack of talent. But you know, they still made the playoffs. I expect that to happen this season. But the, the Bears are just gonna be they're gonna be bad. They're gonna you be know, bad. They, they showed it. I mean, they showed it in this game. I mean, they they beat the Niners because Trey Lance was a starter. And uh yeah, they're just bad. Yeah. Just bad I team. mean, bad uh, you know, when you can't put up as many points or you can't you can't throw for as many yards as, as if you're Justin Fields is 
Uh, Kobe Bryant could put up points in Madison Square Garden. I think you had a bad outing. Mm-hmm. Or what did he put up? 68? Something like that? Uh, uh, 81. 81. There you go. So when, you're, when your mm-hmm. yardage total... It was 81 against the Raptors. Against the, yeah. When your yardage total against the Packers is less than Kobe Bryant's highest scoring game, that's a pretty bad outing. I think the Bears are the Bears, Justin Fields. You know, the Bears are going to have to figure out something for the future, but it may be a significant... Um, a significant breakdown and build up of that particular franchise. Uh, next up, Friday, the Titans get smacked around by the Bills, forty-one to seven in Orchard Park. This was sweet to see the number one seed last year get smacked around at home. Bills fans happy. Bills fans breaking tables, partying. Nobody went to work on Monday. Friday, what say you? Bills kicked ass. I mean, Bills are kicking ass. I mean, they, they're, they, they're making the Chiefs yeah. look pretty they pedestrian. Did this, they did this early on in the season last season, too. They lost to the Steelers last year. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, they, but then after they lost to the Steelers, they put up, like, a ton of points, and then they kind of, like, had a lull in the middle of the season, and they picked it up towards the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Bills are the best team right now in the NFL, easily. And it's like there's, there's there's no argument for that. Yeah, I think we well we don't have do we have time to play that little uh, little uh, little ditty? The Bills make make us want to shout. Uh, when did I right do? There. Where is it? 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 Buffalo Bills shout song. There is it right there. Bam. The Bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills will make it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Well, I mean, it's better than the Steelers. Theme yeah. Song. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yep, That's yep. the Steelers. I, I think a train wreck would have been better. <laughs> yeah, actually. I'll get that for next yeah. week. Uh, but yeah, the Bills are rolling. Uh, you know, again, my only concern is the offensive coordinator. Um, but so far, so good for the Bills. 41 points, offensive coordinator's problem. Uh, well, he's brand new, never called plays before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we get yeah. deep in the season against different opponents or in the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, obviously, you've got Sean McDermott, you've got Leslie Frazier. I'm a little, I am mildly concerned about the offensive game plan mm-hmm. as they get deeper into the season. Uh but Friday, your finally, I got it right. Your Philadelphia Eagles twenty four, yeah, putting a smackdown on the Minnesota Vikings twenty four to fucking seven. What say you? Uh, it was it was a good performance by the Eagles. You know, I was kind of worried about this game, especially seeing what the Vikings did to the Green Bay Packers. Well, I, what minute are we at? Uh, we're, we're pretty far in there. Uh, One thirty-seven. Yeah. I gotta go back and record that. It was a good performance by the Eagles. I gotta remember. It was. It, it was a solid performance. I gotta, I gotta pull that out and make it one of our uh, solid performance by the Eagles. I just don't understand why I didn't bring pressure earlier on in the game, which is we were sending text messages back and forth, and I was like, you know, we're just we. No, but there's no blitz. There's no blitz. And every time the Eagles brought the blitz, Kirk Cousins did not know what to do with the football. And he was forced into a bad throw or scared easy, that guy. into an interception. And it, it, it's it's crazy that Gannon did not call more blitzes in this game. Uh, because, I mean, the scoreline would have been even higher had they brought the blitz sooner. But, you know, he was just interested in covering the field. Which, yeah, it's fine. But um, they were moving. The, <laughs> He's interested in making sure the receivers don't catch the ball, which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> but they're moving the ball fairly easily. I mean, in the middle of the field, if Kirk Cousins wanted to get 10 yards, he could have got 10 yards if he was a smarter quarterback. Because there was absolutely nobody in the middle of the field. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just I we see it as fans. I, I, like, they're on the field there, and they don't see the, 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 the changes that they should make. I mean, it's bring the blitz. And you know, get get Kirk Kirk, Kirk Cousins flustered, and, and forced him into Kirk a Cousins. bad. I mean, he hears footsteps as he's he walking down the tunnel. I mean, the, into he, the game, he's he already scared. Run. He can't run the ball. 
He's not. He's he's he's, he's not. A, he's he not, also can't throw. The he's ball. not fleet of foot. No, that's and for he's sure. not fleet of arm either. Yeah, and, and, and their defense played terribly. I'm not sure what kind of scheme they're running against the Eagles, but I mean, kudos to Jalen Hurts. I mean, he had an amazing game in this one. Um, you know, Slay had an amazing game. Oh, uh, Slay was a beast. He went and they yeah. tried to pull him out at the end of the game. He's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm gonna finish this yeah. one out. And he got the interception. But it was it was a solid performance. I mean, I, I just wish they maybe you know scored a few more points. Typical Eagles fan. <laughs> I'm just saying. No matter how good the game is, <laughs> score more points, play different defense. <laughs> you know, we're, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm just happy with a win. I w- at seven to three, I would take it at this point. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, 26 of 31 for 333 yards, one count it, one mm-hmm. touchdown, one interception. But the interception wasn't really his fault. Jalen Hurts had two huge touchdowns on the ground with those 500 pound squatting legs. Is and Quez Watkins with a touchdown, but Goddard with 82 yards, Devonte Smith. With 80 yards, A.J. Brown with 69 yards, Quez Watkins with 69 yards, spreading the ball around, throwing the ball, running the ball. Beautiful all-around game for mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, you got to be happy with Hurts this year. I mean, you were still you were still questioning him coming into the season. I was. But he I, has I played said that was well. Huge, that was a huge question mark, you know, for uh, for the Eagles' offense this season. How would he perform? And uh, after watching this game, I mean, he he, I, you know, I, I'm 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 on. Uh, I'm on the Hertz uh, bandwagon right now. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on and I'm gonna ride with Hertz. I mean, <laughs> you gotta plug yourself in like Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> However that whatever that theme song is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed with Jalen Hertz. I mean, yeah. I had confidence it's in still him. Early. I, still I, early. I had confidence, more confidence still than early. you did. Let's continue this. Let's continue. I, I mean, I just, I mean, he's he's got a high character. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He understands the game plan. Mature. He understands defenses. He doesn't do too much. He doesn't make stupid mistakes anymore. Uh, I just think he plays a really, really smart game. Uses his hit the skills that he has that, that he's developed and and his physical skills that he's that he was born with. But he uses them uh, when he should. He doesn't over. He doesn't run when he doesn't need to. He runs when he should. And I just think he's he's got a beautiful touch on the ball this year. He's running when he should. He's checking it down when he should. He's he's getting through his progressions fast. I, I just think he's playing. As good as you could have expected him when you drafted him, I, I just I have really high hopes for 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 him, for Sanders, for the rest of these guys. I mean, I just it's it's a well it's a well rounded football team, uh, top to bottom. Again, worried about Jonathan Gannon, just like I'm worried about uh, Matt Canada, just like I'm worried about some other guys. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about John, you know Gannon, but you've got such high quality players on that defense. I think they could overcome his stupidity if they have to. Hopefully. Uh, but I just think it's top to bottom. It's just a really talented team. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> Two and zero, good start. We'll see where it goes from here, Ben. Oh Lord, I mean, I'm not. I'm not too high, and I'm, I'm more low than I am high actually on this team. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, man, compared to what we got going on, because uh-huh. that's what we're going to talk about next. Uh, I mean, I would gladly take a little bit of a little Jalen Hurts action right now over what we got going on. Uh, last game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. Browns twenty nine. Uh, garbage touchdown there at the end. It was never close. Steelers scored 14 points in the first half, put up three garbage points at the tail end of the game, put a field goal on the board in the late, late in the, in the fourth quarter. Really nothing to, to, to talk about on the second half. The Steelers essentially scored no points in the second half, four touchdowns through three games on offense. Uh, Browns and Brissett hyper efficient. Brissett played the game that he needed to play, hit, yeah. hitting Joku. They didn't get anywhere near Mika Fitzpatrick in the secondary, throwing the ball out there. Amari Cooper burned him. 
Uh, Mr. Biscay, 207 yards on, on 32 attempts, same fucking five routes all night. Go route, crosser, go route, crosser. Nothing to the, nothing to the middle of the field, nothing to the middle of the field, nothing to the middle of the field. Uh, Najee Harris with 56 yards on 15 carries, but Jalen Warren, four carries, 30 yards, ran the ball really great. I mean, there was a, he had a 30 yard run in a fourth quarter that could have been something, but obviously we had a illegal man downfield, of course, because it's offense, and they're not particularly well coached. Mm-hmm. So, you know, took a 30-yard run off the board. Jalen Warren fumbled the ball. Deontay Johnson fell on it. And according to Mike Tomlin, you fumbled the ball once. You never get in the game again. Uh, unless, of course, you're a, a, a five-year starter, in which case then you could fumble the ball six fucking times in a game and keep going out there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to make of the Steelers' offense. It's just it's a garbage what show. It's a shit it? show. It's a fucking – it's a debacle. It's it's. I mean, can, 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 is, is there nobody on the team that can tell Mitchell Trubisky to – to plant his feet when he throws the football. I the, mean, the, the guy, offensive coordinator, the head coach, yeah, somebody, uh, Art Rooney the second. You know, and it, they, 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 and and listen to this. This is when listen to this uh, question and answer. Mike, heading into the mini buy that you guys have, do you consider making any changes, whether quarterback play? I'm I'm not I'm not in that mindset. Um, I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. So. Answer that question is definitively no. <laughs> he he's not making any changes at the quarterback position yeah, after that yeah, game. Yeah, no. We have a ten game layoff or ten day layoff, and he's not making any changes at the quarterback position. I I I, I mean I know he's patient. I know he doesn't want to make any knee jerk reactions. Uh, but Frane, I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I think I I went on a pretty good rant. Oh, uh, oh yeah, multiple earlier. times, multiple times, actually. So, uh, well, you know, not three or four say, times on the podcast not, so far. Uh, you know, but the Steelers are falling apart. It's like a literal train wreck, so I don't know what else to say. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, the offense, I mean, it looks stale. I mean, it, it just, it just, there's nothing. I mean, it, it, Najee Harris still, I mean, same as last year, he has to break tackles in order to, you know, gain any sort of, you know, yardage. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky throwing off his back foot every single time. I mean, we saw what what, what the Cleveland Browns did with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you know, they they, um, you know, the scheme is, you know, it, it's 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 catered towards his skill set. You know, I mean, he's getting the ball out quickly. He's not he's not you know throwing the ball downfield. It's all quick passes, five, ten, maybe fifteen yards at, down the field at most. And we see a lot of coaches do these do this with quarterbacks that are not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or you know the better quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Trubisky, I had high hopes for him, but he's not like a stellar quarterback. You just have to you know cater to his abilities, and he has a strong arm. He can run the ball very well. But you know, reading the field, he's not the best at that. You know, that's 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 let's take that out of the equation just a little bit. <laughs> you know, let's 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 throw in some you know some RPOs, some some bootlegs, something like that to move him out of the pocket because those are his strengths. He's got good legs. He's got he's got good arms. He can run the ball. He can throw it deep. And so let's let's cater the offense to him and not try to make him do something that another quarterback would be able to do. Yeah, I it mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm watching this game. He's, he's he's not a pocket passer. I mean, they're, they're making him sit in the pocket, and he gets flustered in the pocket. He's backing up. Even when there's no pressure, he's backing up, and he's throwing the ball, the football off of his back foot. To the sideline. Not planted. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how the, I, mean, I don't I don't understand how the coaches don't see that and try to change the play calling to cater to him. I, it doesn't make any sense. Same thing the Eagles did with Foles. Yep. You know, in, in RPO, the playoffs. RPO, RPO, RPO. 
we had some success. Action. We had success, and and yeah, I just don't understand what the Steelers are doing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I and I understand. I mean, I I mean, I don't know if it's if it's if it's Canada or Trubisky or all of the above. I mean, I know guys are open, but then again, I don't know if Canada's offense is so fucked up that that when the guy's open, his progression, he's got, he's not even his. You know, I don't want to assume that he could see the open receiver if his progression is on the other side of the field. I, I just think it's you know all the way around. It's pretty bad. I mean, I just think what what's the point of uh, Pickett played a full four fucking years in college. He's 24 years old. I, I, what is he learning exactly from Mitchell Trubisky? No. What is he learning exactly yeah. from Matt Canada? What is he learning exactly from Mike Tomlin about his fucking job? Why not just, I mean, why not just throw him out there if he gets beat up and he, and he can't control himself and he's taking the kind of sacks that Burrow takes? You know what? You say, fuck you. Sorry. Until you learn to get rid of the ball, we're going to put you back on the bench. I, I just don't understand what really the point is of rolling with Mitchell Trubisky. He's not a rookie. We have film four years in, 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 in Chicago. We thought maybe it was a Chicago offense that made him the way he is. Clearly it's who he is. We've got receivers. We've got Pickens. We've got Claypool. We've got Harris. We've got Deontay Johnson. We've got Fryer most it just seems like a shame to waste all that talent. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, I won't I won't go on another rant about the Steelers. <sighs> That's it for the week one, two, and uh the Steelers in week three. What's next on the big board? Uh next up, Ben. Shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all to our listeners out there, and a big <laughs> shout out to any Steeler fan that was able to make it through this podcast and make it through that game. Uh, since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.buzzproud.com, or search Thirst and Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review the show. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Pound that five-star button. Pound it, pound it, pound it like hitting a receiver across the middle of the field. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person. Tell one person about our show. Uh, you can check us out on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music if you get your podcast there, and also on any podcatcher in the universe. You can look for us on Twitter, at Gold Thirst, and on Instagram, at Thirstand. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up, Ben. Our week three picks and our betting lines. Whew, do you mind if we take a let's take a quick take break? A quick yeah. break. We're, gonna we're, pound, we're gonna pound through That's these uh it's already one hour forty eight minutes. <laughs> I know, seriously. So we'll pound through these uh these week three picks and then we'll be right back. All right, and we are back with our week three picks and our betting lines, Ben. All right. It's been a while since I've exhausted just from talking. I'm surprised. <laughs> that, I mean, you usually have a lot, a lot to talk about. Talking. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I, get, I don't know if talking can be exercised, but if it can, <laughs> I definitely burn. I got some steps in. Uh, first up, Friday, Baltimore Ravens at Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Ravens favored by two and a half over under 44. Uh, you know, I expect the Ravens to win this game, even though they're playing in New England. Um, I, 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 well, I would expect it to be more than uh, a minus two and a half. I, I, I would expect it to be by a touchdown at least. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take over 44 in this game, and I'll take also the the Ravens, just like you, minus two and a half. I think mm-hmm. the Ravens are going to win by seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, probably the, the most interesting game yeah. of the week, Bills at Dolphins. Bills minus only four and a half playing 
in the Dirty Dirty in Miami, over under 53, way up there. Yeah. Are the Dolphins for real? That's the question. I mean, this this that that is this hot is a weather big game. for the Bills. Hot weather for the Bills. This is a big game for the Dolphins. If they can somehow pull this out, then you know they 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 they're they're a front runner in the AFC. You know, as a Super Bowl contender, possibly. Yeah. Offensive player of the week going to be going to be brought down to earth a little bit yeah. this week. I expect the Bills to win. Though. Yeah, I expect the Bills to win by at least seven in this game, and I'm also going to take under fifty three because I think that Bills defense is going to squander the Miami Dolphins and hold the Miami Dolphins to a low amount of points. Mm-hmm. Next up, Bengals at Jets. Friday, the game we didn't think would be interesting a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Bengals favored by six on the road at the Jets, over under 45. Interesting game, potential game to take the Jets on the money line at minus 109. Mm-mm-mm. What say you? I'm taking the Jets this to win this is... game minus 109. I'm yeah, taking this is an interesting and I'm one. taking over 45. I might do the same. I might do the same, especially after that victory against the Browns. That was pretty impressive that they came from behind in that one. And the Bengals haven't really shown as much at all this season. This could be like a <clears throat> Bengals tailspin game. This could be like could be. could be if they lose this like one. That World War II center, <laughs> like as the planes going down. Was it a mosquito or an airplane? <laughs> my, my sound effects. Uh, I'm not going to be no, in any police your, academy. Yeah, movies. your accents and your uh, your uh, your sound effects. Yeah. Oh, the Swedish uh, Saints at Panthers Friday. Saints minus two and a half at the Panthers over under forty one. Look mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. The Saints only favored by two and a half over the Fighting Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think Jameis is banged up. I'm not sure if he's playing, but I think he's even if he plays, he's banged up. Uh, this one is a tough one, actually. I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's a division. The Panthers game. got worse somehow. Uh, I don't know. I know seriously. Uh, I'm gonna choose. The, I'm gonna choose the Saints in this one. Oh yeah, what's yeah. his name? Is banged up. Uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna choose the Saints. <laughs> I'll take the Saints minus two and a half, and I am gonna take. I think I'll take the over in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions have Vikings. The Lions getting five and a half points. The Minnesota Vikings are favored by five and a half. The over under 52 and a half at Minnesota. Could the Lions win it? Friday, what say you? I'm taking the Lions. To win I'm straight take, up? I'm going to take the Lions in this one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's put a little, let's put a little, let's put a little. A little wager on this thing? Put a little juice on, uh, on, uh, <laughs> on juice. Prop 25, oh, Prop 27 here. Uh, next up, Chiefs at Colts. Ooh, Chiefs yeah, only I giving away five points over five under points. 50 and a half. I would take the Chiefs. I, I think they went by at least 10 points in this one. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I, how are they, how are they only, I know, seriously. That's, that how are the Chiefs only, fa- only giving away f- or getting five points against the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Chiefs minus five, but I'm going to take the under because I don't think the, I don't think the, the Colts are going to score. You're nodding? No, I mean, I, I, they couldn't score in the last game against the Jags. I mean, just I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they couldn't score in this one too. Uh, it's 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 ugly in in Indianapolis. Mm. Uh, Raiders, <laughs> fucking Raiders. Raiders at Titans. Raiders minus two over under forty five point five. Two games, two teams that need something to happen pretty soon, or their season is going to be in trouble. You're going to take the Raiders. Uh I, I mean, this is a tough. I think I'm going to take. I'll take the Titans plus two. And over forty five point five on a teaser push the push the Titans up to plus eight, and the under up to fifty two and a half. Yeah, I think, I, I, but I'm not sure who exactly is going to win. But I want a little bit of a buffer on the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, your Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Football Team. Philadelphia minus six and a half, giving away a ton of points to the to the to Washington. 
Over under 47 and a half. What's say? I'm going to choose the Eagles in this one. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of have to. I mean, With uh, the points? You think you're going to win by seven? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, think so. I know. At least if we're off next week, it gives me time to cut out all these positive things that you're saying about the Eagles and create little, uh, little, yeah. little, 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 little uh, sound effects with your positivity. Uh-huh. Yeah, Eagles. I'm going to create a new palette that just says Eagles positivity palette. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Eagles and the over on a teaser, push the Eagles down to minus 5.5 and push the uh, over down to 30 or 41 and a half just because I think the Eagles are going to win, but six and, a half, six and a half against a pretty good defense. Uh, Houston Texans at Bears. Bears minus three mm-hmm. over under 39. <clears throat> uh yeah, I want to take the Bears in this one. Actually, I don't know. Actually, I want to take the Texans yeah. in this one. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. the Texans straight up to win minus uh-huh. 115. Straight up to win. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Chargers. Chargers minus three over under 42. Only getting three. Only giving away three points mm. to the Jags. I'm going to take Chargers. Chargers straight up. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the game the Chargers will figure out a way to win. So I'll take the Chargers minus three, and I'll take uh, I'll take over 42. Uh, Green Bay Packers at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's finally a nice little uh, nice little game of the old guys. Minus one. Buccaneers and over under 41 and a half. The Buccaneers, just a minor, just a small favorite there. What say you? Brady uh, over Rodgers. No Godwin. No yeah, Evans. This, this game. This no game, Godwin, this, no this Evans, game. no Jones. Yeah, this is a fun game. This this will be a fun one, actually. You so know, they have the same, they have Brady, the same amount of good receivers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're playing in Tampa. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna roll with the Packers in this one. Yeah, Gronk might come back for this game. They need a receiver. Packers. They need a receiver. Go with the Packers, Ben. All right, Packers plus one. Uh, I'll take the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks minus one. I think the Bucks are gonna win this one at home. Uh, Falcons at Seahawks. <laughs> Another essentially hmm. pick them. So, uh, Seahawks minus one. Over under forty two. What say you? I um, mean, the the way the Falcons played against the Rams last weekend. I might roll with the Falcons. I mean, don't tell your, don't tell your my cousin or your wife either. Well, I mean, Pete Carroll said they're going to let him, they're going to let Gino cook this week. They're going to oh, unleash geez. the beast. Christ. They're going to unleash yeah. Gino. He said we got to let Gino be Gino. Uh huh. I don't know. After, Unless after, it was a dig at Russell Wilson. I have no idea, but I mean, I don't know I don't what know. Gino being Gino is. Yeah, I don't know. But he did put up a ton worse. of points in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go with the Seahawks minus one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rams at Cardinals. That's an interesting game. Sonia saw the Cardinal or the Rams buses getting a police escort. Yeah. They actually literally closed down the 405 freeway so the Rams could get to the airport. Uh, I don't know that the Rams uh, fall into the diplomatic category <laughs> or uh, you, you sit in fucking traffic like everybody else. I mean, that pissed Just me leave, off. Leave it earlier. That then. pissed me to fuck off. And why are there five buses? Yeah. Five full buses? Uh, coaching staff. Yeah, 53 yeah. players and for 32, whatever, 34, whatever the coaches are. Uh, but Rams at Cardinals, uh, Rams minus three, over under 48 and a half. Hmm. I want to I go with the Cardinals in this one, actually. Uh, they're playing in Arizona. If they're playing here, well, actually, well, there's not many fans of the Cardinals or the Rams here, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams minus three. I, I just think the Cardinals are they're not that good. Mm-hmm. Um. Niners at Broncos. Niners minus one over under 44 to have. I'm taking the Niners, Niners to, to win. Minus, yeah, if it was Trey Lance starting, I would say Broncos. But with Jimmy G, I'm going to go with the Niners. Yeah, this is really interesting to see like how bad it has to get in Denver before the Boo Birds come out. Uh, last game of the week, Franny. Your Dallas Cowboys at your New York Giants. It's a pick em. It's over under 38 and a half. No one's going to score any points in this game, apparently. What say you? 
That's a low under for, it, for it two is, NFC, it NFC know, East rivals. I'm not sure who I want to win this game, actually. You the know, Giants look pretty good. The Giants are 2-0. Cowboys are 1-1. You know, if the, if the Cowboys win the Cowboys. one I might have to root. No, fuck the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Giants. Fuck. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'm still going to roll with the Giants. I'm going to go with the team that I hate more. If it, if this came down you to You walk like, right into that one. I didn't if, even say anything. If if the teams If this was if this had any playoff implications for the Eagles, then I would root for the right team, but right now, fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, just a tiny one. There we are. Just a small shot. There we go. Small shot. Although I didn't drink much during the show cuz I didn't stop talking. Uh, there's a lot of Tomlin hate in this one. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of Tomlin hate in everyone except for TV. Like I listened to all my Steeler podcasts this week, and I'm like, uh, like really well done podcasts. It's like, and they don't even they didn't even fucking mention them. Mm-hmm. Like he has, like he's just like he literally sits on a perch up there <laughs> with a fucking gold chalice and like just servants all around him and a court uh-huh. jester. Attend- I like, like the we're 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 one and two, two embarrassing losses, and somehow it's everybody else's fault but his. I am taking the Giants in this game. I think they're going to win. We'll see. I mean, Cooper Rush, yeah, I'll take the Giants. I'll, I'll take the Giants, too. And I'm actually going to take the over in this game because I actually think they're going to, you know, it might be 24 to 21, give or take, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be over. Yeah. All right, that's it for the NFL Week 3 pick. Finally, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, it is our drinking portion of the show. We have our shot. We have our beverage of the week, and we have our beer of the week. First up, we have our shot of the week, Ben, in honor of your T-shirt there that says Fire Tomlin. <laughs> and also, in honor of the only Steelers victory so far this season, which <laughs> yeah, was the first the game. Last, the last one, only one we're going to get. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure you might get another one. Yeah, we might beat the Jets, and then that'll be it. Maybe, maybe. Saturday maybe beat the Eagles. You know no. <laughs> in week eight? I doubt it. <laughs> And so tonight's shot, Ben, it is, a, is a hopefully a spicy shot. I mean, it has uh, the sriracha vodka in there along with some orange juice. And uh, we've we've dubbed the shot the Tomlin Hot Seat Shot. I think we're the only ones that are uh, actually out there. Uh, well, actually, you are. Not me so much, uh, you know, proclaiming to the world that, hey, yeah, Tomlin Tomlin wants to be fired. record that he's not criticizing Tomlin Mike Tomlin. Tomlin needs to be fired. Uh, if he was, I didn't if say he was, fired. I said held accountable. <laughs> well, my shirt says fired. It, it literally says fire Tomlin on your shirt. And uh, so, I mean, the, the social the shot, media made me do it. The shot tonight is uh, the Tomlin hot seat shot because he should be on the hot seat. I mean, come on. The last few seasons have not been stellar for the Steelers. Somebody has to be held accountable for these guys. And this is in honor of uh, you know him being on the hot seat, or he should be. And also in honor of the one Steelers victory so far this year. Cheers <laughs> oh, your to watch, your watch. Oh, what's better? It's clicking on the. Uh, oh, is it the, really? The cable, yeah. Oh, my bad. There we go. Apple doesn't like anything touching it. Apple's like, no, good to no other electronics can be near me. That I sense that this wire is not an Apple wire, and I am going to interfere with this Apple wire. All right, so next week I'm going to get a Apple. Uh, there you go. You need a I'm cord. Get Apple. Uh, a cord. Apple. Uh, Mike. Uh, microphone cord. Yeah, I Mike. I Mike. It probably is such a thing. All right, you want to do right. this? Yeah, let's smell too, it. Ben. Let's, let's see. smell it first. Mm, that vodka doesn't smell like great. It doesn't smell. None of it. Smells I hope it's spicy though. 
Hope there's, no, I hope nothing on the rim. Bit, no, no a... rim. You didn't rim me. Oh shit! I didn't put any tahini on the rim. My bad, Ben. I didn't even think about that. I didn't rim you this week. All right. I feel like I, I know. I'm so sorry. Well, you're gonna have to rim me in week after next when the Steelers. I guess when, and, and, so. if, if the Steelers. Well, the Steelers won't be. Well, no, we're off next week, so the Steelers could beat the Jets. Yeah, and then I get it, and then I get a shot. At the and, second shot, second rim, and last can, shot of the year. I can rim you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I, I I completely forgot about the rimming. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, interesting picking in the top ten next year. I mean, we haven't done Damn. it in a while. Damn. We're All gonna, right, we might have the third pick. This is pulpy. I mean, this is a pulpy orange juice. I mean, when you said you had orange juice in the fridge, I thought it was just regular orange juice, not pulp. Well, I mean, you got the pulp, man. You got well. I mean, this is like it, it, Mike Tomlin on the hut. It's gross. Uh-huh. It's chunky. Uh huh. It's ugly. <laughs> Just like the offense. <laughs> Just like the offense. Let's do it. All right, I'm cheers. afraid of the shot. Can you tell? Cheers. Yeah, I know. It's it's. Uh, I'm like I don't like vodka. I'm not a big fan of vodka. Let's do it. Hey, yeah. It's actually not that bad. It's a little spicy. I w- you, you scared me with the vodka. I mean, I, I don't think either one of us is a huge vodka fan. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of vodka now. Um, but it had a little bit of spice. The vodka was smooth. Yeah. I actually had a nice bit of spice. It wasn't like overly spicy. I had like a nice pinch going down. Actually, the pulp. It's a nice coating my mouth with spice. The pulp actually was nice. I got a spice coat. (laughs) The pulp helped, actually. Uh, No, I mean, I liked it. I mean, it was smoother than I expected. Uh It was less, um, I don't know. For some reason, it just felt smooth. Less spirity. Yeah, it just felt sort of like a smooth, like a... Uh Like healthy, mm-hmm. but also spicy, but mm-hmm. also with a little bit of a zing from the vodka. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Where would you rank it? Uh, a seven. I would give it a seven out of ten only because it's vodka, and I'm not a huge fan of vodka. But the spice was nice. Right down. I'm going to give it an eight because it's a Steelers. Wow, an eight, Ben. You know, I gotta I, give I, think, I gotta I, give the shot a apologize. higher grade than I give Mike Tomlin. I do apologize not rimming the glasses tonight. You know, I apologize for that. Maybe even like a few drops of Cholula would have worked in there. And uh, I was I was actually just excited to use the uh, the sriracha vodka, and I was you know wanted to pour it on top of that the orange juice. So I, would, I do apologize. Can you forgive me? I can. I oh, can. Okay. So next 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 show, sriracha, tahini. Cholula. Cholula, uh, uh, Sriracha Vodka, and something else, like, um, I don't know, something else spicy. Like spice on top of, well, I guess we do need some kind of sweetness in there a little bit to take the edge off, right? Mm-hmm. What do you call that on, like, the, the cooking shows where they bite in the, like, they layer the flavors? Like, they want all the flavors, like the sweet, the sour, the spicy, all in the same bite. I have no idea. I don't watch those shows. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, you, you don't. There's some <laughs> no. good cooking shows out there, yo. I, I haven't really watched them. Yeah, you'll have to. You'll, you'll, you will eventually. <laughs> there will, and I'll remember. This. I don't know about that. But you yeah, will. Okay. Uh-huh. No, it won't be your choice, but you will. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, Friday. I'm at a eight. You're at a seven. What's next? I'm on a big board. Uh, next up, Ben, we have our beverage of the week from Canada. It is the Pendleton Blame Rye Canada. aged 12 year old whiskey. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. What made you pick this one, Friday? Um, you know, actually, the last rye that we had from Canada, I can't remember exactly which one it was. It actually wasn't that bad. And uh, this one was also rated on the shelf at Total Wine and uh, had some pretty good reviews. So I, that's why I picked it up. 
All right. And the, bo- the bottling is nice, too. I don't know why I'm playing Southern music for this yeah, one, but I don't know. it's the, uh, the only banjo music I have for the ride. They borrowed it from us, so they're going to have to be subjected to our music. This is the Pendleton Whiskey 1910. Pendleton Rye, age 12. Count them for only 12 years, which is a long time for a rye. Uh, Pendleton 1910 is a rare 100% rye whiskey. Ooh, 100% rye, Friday. Uh, distilled in Canada, and it's oak barrel aged a minimum of 12 years. Featuring round, rich notes of tobacco, charred oak, and butterscotch with a spicy... I don't, hear, <laughs> I don't hear anything, though. Is it, is it making some sort of a noise? Yeah, it's like clicking. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it clicks. Well, not that time. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, don't know. I, I could be wrong. Uh, featuring round, rich notes of tobacco, charred oak, and butterscotch with a spicy rye, <laughs> pain in the ass. rye kick and a peppery heat. Pendleton 1910 rye whiskey is rounded out by the smoothness of maple and sweet cherry to provide a weighty and balanced yet complex flavor profile. The 1910 name pays homage, 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 to the year of the first ever Pendleton Roundup and comes packaged in iconic 17 or 750 milliliter bottles with a unique, intricately embossed detailing reminiscent of tooling on a saddle and features the famous Pendleton Roundup bucking horse. It is a work of art, sure to be a favorite in any connoisseur's spirit collection. The nose is well-rounded and full-bodied aroma, nutmeg, cloves, hints of pineapple, and dried pineapple. Uh, the palate is muted tropical notes, apples, and dried cherries, nutty toffee, undertones, and a medium dry finish with lingering tart cherry fronty. Are you looking forward to this or what? I actually am. I am. I mean, the last the last rye from Canada we had was actually better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, we're actually we might be given uh, we might be giving Canada a little bit of. Uh, I like the song better. <laughs> Banjo's not doing it for me. Oh, yeah, that's your brown song right there, Ben. All right, I'll turn it down really low so we can only hear it in the background. All right. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I, I think we're color's sort nice. of coming around a little bit it's, to the... Uh, it's maple in color. It's, yeah, it's, this is good on, uh, on pancakes. Yeah. Well, uh, flapjacks. It looks, I mean, the color, it looks like you could pour it on there. Yeah, you probably could. It's got a beautiful, dark, deep, rich copper color. Yep. And rum for good. On the Cheers nose, you, Ben. Let's see, let's see how this thing smells. Oh, it's it is well rounded. It's not overly spirity too. It doesn't really burn the nostrils, which is nice. No, I don't get a burn, but I do get a I do get the rye. I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon. Not sure yeah. if I'm getting a nutmeg, yeah, but I get cinnamon and clove. Definitely a lot of cinnamon, actually. I'm not getting as much fruit as sort of I expected. Yeah, no stone fruit. That's for sure. No, they don't have any up there. Too cold. <laughs> That a short time ago. Yeah, but it's very cinnamony and sweet. Yeah, actually. and it's dark and thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very dark Just and, the and way very like. thick. Just the way you like it. <laughs> but All it's right. you know, I mean, it really look. It looks like it's gonna have like a a, a sweeter. Uh, it, it might be a little like sweet. Uh, I mean, it's one hundred percent rye, so you expect it to be punchy, like a punchy spice. Like a nice spice on the way on the way down the throat there. Yeah, you would expect that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. And I like that. I mean, that's what I expect yeah. when I, you know, when I pay this kind of money for it. I expect it to hit me in the back of the throat. Grab the brown and drink it down. All right, cheers, Grab ben. the brown and drink it down. <laughs> well, we grabbed it. Let's drink it down now. <laughs> all right, Friday's like, all right. Let's see. I'm tired. 
Let's drink uh, this. I'm, I'm tired, but I mean, there's a lot of uh, fire Tomlin talk tonight. <laughs> well, hey, come on now. I mean, it's bad. It's bad in Stirland right now. I now like the brown, the gold, and the copper. It's very sweet. Oh, it's very sweet, very smooth. It's actually extremely Way smooth. smooth. This goes down very. Where's easy. the rye? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, there's not. Is it in much. there? There's Hello? not a lot of spice. There's not a lot of that rye spice, that kind of bite that you get on the back of the throat. That's not spirity, but actually from the spice. And I'm not getting that. It's just a little bit of a of a tickle, but that's about it. I mean, I get a nice sort of dryness from the rye. I do. I mean, I like I like that dry finish that you get from the rye. 100 rye. It's very molassesy. Yeah, I get a, a, def, a definitely a rich thickness. Yeah, like a thick this, sweetness. It is, it is. It is a thick sort of whiskey. I mean, it's very thick, very sweet, but it does. I mean, if you, uh, on the second or third sip, you do get that 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 ride to sort of punch you a little bit in the back of the throat. But it's not as pronounced as I would have expected. Even it's at eighty proof. It's eighty proof. F- FYI, out there. Um. I'm not really getting the toffee, but I do get the dried fruit. I'm not sure if it's cherries, but it, I get a fruit in there. No, but it's it's uh, what I appreciate about it is is it's extremely smooth. I mean, this is one of the smoothest either bourbons or rice that we've had on oh, the podcast. Oh, for sure. This is like very easily. I mean, this this is it goes down so easily. Yeah, the, the drinkability is like off the charts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Canadians. I mean, are they? Are, are they starting to make some better browns? Hmm. I mean, I feel like they're 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 Those getting extremely there. Extremely smooth. Wow. Yeah, at eighty proof. It's crazy mm-hmm. smooth. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, eighty is not particularly high. Yeah. Um, but twelve years. I mean, most of the rise are probably three years, four years, somewhere in there. It might even be less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from some of the U.S. rise, but I think a five-year rye is pretty. You know, would would start to get on the expensive side, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for a twelve year rye, I mean, it's essentially a scotch at twelve years. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty impressive. That was it was aged twelve years. Yeah, Canada. And it, wasn't even, it wasn't even. It was. I can't remember the price now, but it wasn't that pricey. And for uh, for something that was, I think it was around thirty five dollars. I can't exactly remember the price, but that is really drinkable, really smooth. I wish I had a little bit more of that rye spice coming through on the back end, but it is smooth going in, smooth going down, a little bit of pinch. You get that molasses. You get maybe a little bit of honey, maybe a little bit of cinnamon as well, but man, it is smooth. It's crazy smooth. I mean, it does lack a little complexity on the palate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, But it's crazy smooth. I just, I mean, even if, even with this level, of, I just wish it had a little more pinch. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wish it had a little bit more of that little rye bite. punch. bite. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's crazy smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could, you could mix this with anything, mm-hmm. um, and, and not really, I mean, and not really sort of put too much in your, mi- I mean, if you're going to mix this with something, I mean, you could, you could really put, get a heavy pour in that, in that mm-hmm. drink. Uh, I like it. I just wish it had a little more pinch. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what say you? Rating wise, where are you going to rate it? I'll give it an eight. I would give it an eight only because it is extremely smooth, way smoother than I would expect it to be. But it's also lacking in the rye burn. I wish I had just a little bit of rye burn going down. It would be ideal if it had just that little bit of spice pinch on the back of the throat with it being that smooth. It would be almost perfect then as a rye. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. 
just because I'm a rye guy. Are you really a rye guy? I'm a rye guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I got to have that pinch. I need to pinch. I need to spice. I need that rye to punch me a little bit. I need to, you know, I need a little bit of Mike Tyson in there. <laughs> I need you to hit me in the face a little bit. Um, Sorry, I watched a hangover tonight, today when, when Sonny was <laughs> out. <laughs> And the you were influenced was, by it, huh? I was influenced by the, uh, the tiger. <laughs> you know, they went to the... Ha- yeah. Uh-huh. I was influenced by the tiger scene. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Going in front of their sip. I mean, it's really good. It just... It needs that... It needs more of a punch. Mm-hmm. A little less molasses, sweetness, and a little more punch. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely... For the price, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's 12 years, smooth as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good ride. If you don't... I mean, a lot of people don't like that crazy ride punch. If you don't... if if you like a rye that's smooth, silky, sweet, with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of, of cinnamon, nutmeg, or whatever that is in there, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm at an eight. or I'm at a seven. You're at an eight. What's next up on the big board, Frank? Next up, Ben, is our beer of the week from Alaskan Brewing. Their limited release Stratosphere IPA. I'm going to go ahead and grab the one that we have in the cooler, pour it into a glass, and we'll give it a shot. All right. We'll be right back with our beer of the week. All right, Ben, and we are back with our beer of... The week from Alaska and the Stratosphere IPA. I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. This is the Alaskan Brewing Company. The beautiful Stratosphere. Spelled S-T- or spelled, spelled with an A. Uh, Alaskan Brewing is reaching for the skies with their latest limited edition, limited release offering, Stratosphere IPA. Before you ask, it's not that it's a typo. This popular re-release gets its name by featuring the famed Stratahop which first burst onto the brewing scene in 2009, available starting January 1st for a limited time this past January 1st. Select markets nationwide and in the United States, Stratosphere IPA is a well-balanced brew that will blast your taste buds into orbit. An easy-drinking IPA with 6% ABV. Stratosphere is a big in tropical fruit flavor and aroma. Lots of mango, guava, and passion fruit with some peach in the background. Brewed to be clean and crisp with a refreshing and dry finish. This is a must-try for any IPA enthusiast. Stratosphere is the first of eight limited-release varieties being brought to market by Alaskan Brewing in 2022. They enjoy bringing these limited-release beers to their customers who can't make it to Juno to try them in their tasting room. The co-founder, Jeff Larson, explains, each one of these varieties has spent time on tap in our tasting room, and, we are very, and we're very popular, so we decided to produce enough to share with all our customers. Beer lovers will begin to see Stratosphere arrive on shelves in both 6 and 12 backhands starting in January of 2022 in select markets. Stratosphere is a smooth drinking IPA and a solid addition to our limited edition portfolio, said Merv Boyce, Director of Sales and Marketing for Alaskan Brewing Company. It's a great example of the quality and variety of brews that our team creates each year. For more information on where to find Stratosphere IPA, visit Stratosphere IPA. Well, visit alaskanbeer.com and search for Stratosphere. Franny, what say you? Why'd you pick it? Uh, you know, I was kind of in a rush, actually. And I was, uh, I picked this up at lunch today at work. And I was like, man, I got to get back in like 20 minutes. So I'm going to pick something up. 
And, uh, you know, the, the, the can looked pretty cool. I don't know. That's, that's why I picked it up. The pan, the can look actually, but I mean, it, it looks, it sounds like you made a pretty good yeah, I mean, choice considering what I just read. Hopefully we'll see right now with the, with the, with the nose and with the flavor, we'll see how this thing tastes. But I mean, you know, the color, it's a little bit hazy. It's like kind of a yellow hazy. It's like almost like a dirty pee. Like if, uh, maybe you haven't been uh, hydrated for some time, that's kind of what it looks like. But, uh, Ben, let's give it a sniff though. Let's see how this thing, how this thing smells. Yes. Let's do that. Cheers. Ooh, it's got it. It's got it's like the... a light, light hoppiness. A little bit of citrusiness to it. I would want a little bit more <laughs> Christmas. I would I mean, want I mean, a little bit more Christmas. I haven't tried it yet, so I'm not sure <laughs> if there's Christmas or not. I had to play it. I didn't want to forget. <laughs> I'm the sure play. you will again. No, but it does. It has the fruit. I'm getting the bitterness. I'm getting the guava. But it's not overly bitter, though. No, I mean, it's got a nice, I mean, it really nice does nose. have a nice it's a, citrus it's nose. It's kind of soft. It's got that nice citrus nose. I'm not really, I mean, mm-hmm. I get the guava, get a little bit of sort of an orange or a tangerine in there. Mm-hmm. And it's got, yeah, it's got that beautiful yellowish golden hue with a little bit of head. Mm-hmm. Not much head, a little bit of head. A little bit of head. Oh, cheers to you, A little you, bit of head, which might explain Russell Wilson's play. <laughs> cheers. Since moving from a real city to Denver. Let's see how this thing tastes. <laughs> Man. There go all of our Colorado. <laughs> no, come on now. We love Denver. I yeah. love Denver. You're always talking shit, but you know. <laughs> come on, my wife's a Seattle fan. I can't. Yeah, know. I know. You can't. You can't. You can't uh, so of course I'm be rooting. happy about it. Of course I'm rooting for Russell Wilson. Let's taste it. All right. Cheers. Not bad. It's clean. It's clean. It's it's crisp. I'm shocked. I'm shocked they released it in January though. It's much more of a summery beer. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a soft IPA, and it actually has a nice uh, has nice carbonation. It's got the nice tight bubbles in there. Really tight. And uh, really, you know, you really notes. tight. It's, not, it's slightly bitter, not overly bitter. Um, but it's it's actually yeah. It almost tastes like a, more like a summer beer than like a winter beer. I mean, it's not very heavy at all. It's almost got a tiny bit of sourness in it. Ever so, ever so subtle, but it's there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <sighs> Actually, it's better than I expected. For something I just grabbed off the shelf, mm. not knowing what it's going to taste like. Mm. There was, I don't know if there was a rating for this one. I don't think there was. Total wine or somewhere else? Total wine. Hmm. I'm, I'm actually surprised that it's got it's got citrus. It's got a little sourness. It's got the right amount of bitterness, and it's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Very drinkable. Yeah, I mean, it goes down easily, kind of like the Ryder's Tad. Um, but what I like is is the nice, tight carbonation and the refreshing sort of uh, flavor that you get on the end. It's 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 not overly – it's bitter when it goes down, but it doesn't stick with you, which is nice. It kind of just dissipates, it disappears, and you're ready for more. Yeah, I mean, this is like the perfect summer IPA. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's got a nice dryness to it. I mean, probably maybe too much dryness for like 95, 100 degrees, but it does have, which I, I mean, I like a nice dryness to my beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got the dryness, it's got the citrus, it's got the bitterness, it's got a little bit of sourness, and it's easy to drink. So I'm not getting the sour notes as much. It's very subtle. I think you just coming up with that. I think you just made it up. No, it's, it's I mean, I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> which part of the tongue do you get the sourness, Ben? 
It's right near the mid back of your tongue. Just let it sit on your tongue, the mid back of your tongue, and tell me you don't get it. Mm, I'm getting bitterness, but not so much sourness. Yeah, just a little, but it's subtle. It's right. It's oh, it's like uh, just a little bit, a little bit. You know, it's like the changes that Matt Canada makes from play to play. I mean, <laughs> oh, you, you don't really see them. You can't see them on the field, but they're there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, they're there. Like, it's not a goal route. It looks like a goal route. It looks like another goal route. It does. But ev- there's an ever-so-subtle difference between that goal route and the last one. It's uh, very subtle. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything to throw in there to, to, to actually, like, toss the Steelers into the bus. You know, just 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 either Tomlin or Matt Canada or anything. Have you seen the game? I did, I did, I did. I saw, I, saw, I watched them. We watched, many, we watched them. We, we, do you we, know how many people saw we, that display on Thursday night? We heard a lot about it on this podcast so far tonight. Yeah, do you know how many you, people you, were subjected to you've that? Gone on on a lot of rants tonight on your your Steelers hate right now. I understand it. I mean, one thing if it was just on regular television in Pittsburgh and yeah, Cleveland, but it, everybody with Amazon, which is like three fifths of the country. So I yeah this this could be just a Steelers only podcast actually right now. But I got it all out of my system. I expect a loss uh-huh. next week, and I expect the losses from this point forward. So uh-huh. I won't go on any more rants. This is like the rant to end all that's, rants. That's it. That's it. I'm sure next next time on the podcast we'll hear more. Well, no, about I expect it. I expect more of the same. So it'll be it is what I expected to see. That will be what I will say. Where would you rate this beer though, Ben? I mean, where'd you rate the Alaskan Stratosphere IPA? I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah, this is a good one. I would give it an eight only because I wish there was a little bit more bitterness on the back of the tongue. I mean, for an IPA, I expect just a little bit more. I mean, I love the carbonation. It is nice. It is thick. It is crisp. Not really a a winter beer. It it does taste more like maybe a a spring or early summer beer. You know, it's it's refreshing. It's crisp. Like you're thinking like May? I w- May, like, yeah, this like would be a May, perfect, like right this is a perfect May beer. It should be, it, it should be drinking May, right? So just yeah. as the bulbs are like the 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 tulips, yeah, and yeah. the irises are coming up, then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that's that, what now, you want. Now we drink it, the, and, and no other time of the year except that time of the year. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a, it. Makes sense. It makes it's sense. a very specific beer in terms of timing on when you want to drink it. I, I like it. I mean, it's good. Uh-huh. It's good. Can I have the can? Where's the can? Hey, here it is, right here. I haven't done that in a while. I haven't, I haven't finished the beer. I in a think while. you do it all the time, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Tomlin makes me drink. Yeah, so I give it an eight, and you give it a nine, Ben. I do indeed. All right, funny. That's it for the beer of the week. What's next about the big board? Uh, next up, Ben, we have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, and it's actually not as long as I would expect it to be, since we talked about, uh, you know, the week one, the week two games for you know for almost. Two hours, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, you did, you had it. a lot to say. Now, you had a lot to say about Mike Tomlin and and <laughs> and, and, and firing him, even though uh, you know he has great character. He's a great guy, <laughs> not a great football coach. <laughs> but those two things can happen at the same time, right? I'm sure they could, they could, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Bill Belichick, probably not a great guy, but a good football, coach. but a good football not, coach, not this year. Uh, <laughs> He's got Mac Jones. I mean, it's the best he can do. And we're a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head over to our website at thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com. 
There you can subscribe and listen to past episodes. You can check out our show notes and links to the stories we cover, our booze, our beer reviews, everything that Ben posts. Actually, Ben does an excellent job with that. Links to all podcatchers to download or leave a review. How many How many stars, Ben, if they five do the, Five stars. Five punch stars. It, you can email it. us. You can call us. Follow us on Ben's amazing Twitter where he only talks shit about Mike Tomlin. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted a bunch that I posted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only left up the factual stuff. It's all factual. And uh, what's what's your what's your Twitter handle, Ben? At Goal Thirst. Is it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> At Mike Tomlin <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Mike Tomlin is terrible, right, Ben? Yeah, no. At Moses.com. <laughs> And you can also check out our uh, our, our Instagram uh, uh, page uh, at, at Thirst and where I occasionally post pictures of what we're drinking. Yeah, every week yeah. he does. I don't, I don't, I don't post rants about you know football coaches like you do, Ben. <laughs> well, that's what Twitter is for, though. I guess so. Yeah, you're just, you're just there to talk. But I'm always shit thinking of you. Like, is this too about... far for Franny? Is this no, too it's, far? It's for funny. Franny? It's funny because the Eagles started two and zero. I do take that into account. I don't post yeah, anything the, the, too far for you. The Eagles started two and zero. Um and and the Seattle Seahawks had an amazing first win, and the only thing that Ben posts on Instagram is Twitter. or on Twitter, sorry, is his hate. No, for I, Mike said, I said something nice about the Eagles. <laughs> like there's like one, like there's like Mike well, Tomlin, I mean, Mike Tomlin, Mike Canada. <laughs> yeah, Steelers, 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 Mike Canada. Congratulations, Eagles. <laughs> Tomlin, 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 you suck. We should fire you. You're terrible. I never you haven't said done anything that. in multiple never years. That. Never said that. I just said that he fired Bruce Arians. Oh, yeah, amazing win by the by the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> we hate Tomlin. What do you what do your fans think? Excuse me. He's, yeah. So well, I mean, I don't want to overstep on your team. Well, I mean, you know, they're 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 in a they're, they're in a better position right now. Um, then, uh, I mean, we're, we're doing the Steelers shots and, you know, it's, it's like all Steelers all the time. You know, there's no Seahawks. No, it's no stopping Eagles. you from doing an Eagle shot. No, no, you no, make the shots. You could, no like, Steelers, I can't tell you what to no do. No Steelers. I mean, no Eagles, no Seahawks, uh, mentions basically on Instagram. You can just like scroll through the whole thing. And it's all Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Mike Canada. And it's like, there's nothing about the other teams on this podcast. Well, like, it's just really the Eagles quick is the mention, only other team. A quick mention. I did. I mentioned that they were, I think I had three Jalen Hurts tweets. <laughs> you, you, you could do like 10 beers in a row from Philadelphia. And I, it's, it's, I, I can't say anything. About know, it. I like to include everybody that's on the podcast. And I mean, including, you know, Sonia, who's not on the podcast, but we still have, you know, Seahawks stuff. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I'm not going to post stuff about the Seahawks <laughs> as much, but I, I will happily post more Eagle stuff. Yeah, we'll see. But your team's we'll not tomorrow. imploding like mine. Yeah, we're doing well. Twitter is a, is a cesspool of negativity. <laughs> if there's nothing negative to post, nobody reads it. Nobody, nobody reads like, oh, the flowers are beautiful today. Yeah. On Twitter, nobody reads that. Yeah, no. They only read like, the, the, I ate a flower and I died. It's funny that people like the, the <laughs> shit talking that they do back to you. It's pretty hilarious, actually. Well, actually, a lot of people agreed with me this, yeah, this time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's getting to that point now where I, I think they have to. I think they're uh, they're seeing the same issues that you are. I just saw them two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, oh, Mike Tomlin. Ah, I bow to you. They're like, like they're like down in fucking Nicaragua drinking a Kool Aid with Jim Jones. <laughs> it's like, nope, uh, I'm out. Sorry, Jim. This is getting a little crazy for me. I'm gonna be going back to the U.S. You guys hang out, have a good time. Sorry, <laughs> Mike. You do what you gotta do, but I'm out of here. All right. So you're saying I should post more Eagle stuff? 
Uh, I'm not saying that. Maybe less Tomlin stuff and, uh, you know, have a nice balance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, the guy's untouchable. Uh, not on your Twitter, he's not. <laughs> well, but he shouldn't be untouchable, generally speaking. No, no, no coach is safe. Well, Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I mean... All well, he does is win, 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 win. Um, not, not really. I mean, he, he did lose um, in the playoffs last year, so... But that was his first season. I'm just saying. If he goes 15 years and last year was his best year, aren't you going to be a little upset? I would be, actually, yeah. Yeah, I would be, yeah. That, okay, I understand now why it's all... Um, I mean, it wasn't like Tomlin Ben Roethlisberger had anything time. to do with the success they had in Pittsburgh the last 15 years. That was like that was completely coincidental that he was there for the last 15 years and everything sucked since he started to decline. Anything uh, else we want to add, Ben? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Any more Tomlin hate you want to add? There you go. You're pointing at a shirt that says fire Tomlin. And you're wearing your Eagles shirt because you're proud. I am always proud of the Eagles. I mean, and I like the Steelers. I mean, and I appreciate that they don't like make knee jerk reactions like the, the Browns who have like 18 head coaches in the last 25 years and 35 quarterbacks in the last, you know, 35 years or whatever it is. I appreciate that. But at some point you have to have like a competent. Like, like when I see, you know, Andy Reid there with Steve Spags and I see like Sean McVay with Raheem, I, I it just, you know, I, I just, I, I like the balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are in a weird situation too, because you got brand new coach with Nick Sirianni and you got like an unproven defensive coordinator and Jonathan Gannon. So it's a little similar to the Steelers. You guys are just getting better results. <laughs> I mean, Jonathan yeah, Gannon never, we was never a DC before, right? I have no idea. I actually have no idea where the fuck the guy came from. I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's never been a defensive coordinator in his life. But anyways. See, there you go. Bring your Twitter, your your negativity. Bring it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but anything else you want to add, Ben? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you so very, much, so very much, everybody out there for listening. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.